Blog Talk Radio. Those people seem very odd, budget artists. They've all been to the place that sends you mad. The place that sends you mad? Yes, and you'll have to go in there as well. That's your next task. What do we have to do in this place that sends you mad? Oh, nothing much. You'll have to obtain a certain permit which will then allow you to go on to the next task. I see. Nothing but a simple administrative formality. That's right. A formality. A simple formality. You merely have to ask for permit number 838. All right, obelix. What is it? We want a copy of permit number A38. One day, Mr. Jim and Gally, no, we sent you to the wrong place. You need to ask at the Harbour Master's office down at the pot. What? Uh, no, uh, we don't want to register a Gally. We want a copy of permit number A38. The pot, you'll find it at the other end of town. It's down by the seaside. We don't want to go to the port. We want a copy of permit number A38. Eh? Permit number A38! Yeah, there's no need to shout. What manners? Where do you think you are by Jupiter? Appliance window number one. Left-hand corridor, last door on the right. Got it? Last door on the right? Last door on the right? There is no door on the right. Uh, he must have got it wrong. Let's try the door opposite. And who gave you permission to come into my office? Oh, uh, we're looking for window one. Consult the floor plan on the sixth floor. And close the door. Impertinence. Now, where were we, Miss Arnica? (sighs) These stairs are pretty steep. Carry on. This one? No, this is the fourth floor. We want the sixth. the plan. Can't make it out at all. Oh, no, here it is. Window number one is on the ground floor, first corridor on the right. Oh, 
is your business? We just want a copy of permit number A38. You have been misdirected. You have to apply to window number two. Next door to this one? No, that one is window eight. I can't remember where they put number two. Ask them at the desk. But, but... Where's window two? I've already told you once the port is down by the seaside. But I don't want the port. I want... Now, gentlemen, do come down. Some of us are trying to work. And what is the problem, may I ask? I've no idea, Mr. Prefect, sir. They keep jabbering a lot of nonsense. We, uh, we're looking for window, uh, two. Window two. Where exactly did they put that one? The last time anyone saw it, it was somewhere on the third floor, corridor B, door six, Mr. Prefect, sir. Well, then, there you are, gentlemen. There was nothing to get so worked up about. We seem to be getting somewhere now. Mm, I'm not all that confident. So then she bought some material from a Phoenician trader to redecorate her cubiculum. Put hangings over marble, how odd. Oh, well, you know her. The kind has always got to show off. And mind you, she can't even afford to keep a slave or so. Uh, miss. She sold off her Iberian, claiming that she preferred to do her housework herself. But I know that her husband's financial situation... Excuse me. Oh, can't you see I'm busy? Where was I? The financial situation. Oh, yes. Poor old Claudius, you know. He worked up a nice little business building viaduct. Well, dear, the last... Excuse me, Miss... By Jupiter, how rude people are these days. What do you want? Permit A38. Have you filled in the blue form? The blue form? No. Then how do you think you're going to get permit A38? Where can I get hold of his blue form? Window one. I've been there. That's right, dear. That viaduct at the first breath of wind, crash. Did it collapse? Nothing left but some ruins. Still, they look picturesque in the country. She's at lunch. But you could apply to window 35. Ask them down at the desk. You at the party beginning to get me down! Fill in this form and then you'll be able to get the pink form. What pink form? The one you need in order to get permit A38, window 12, second floor, staircase B, corridor J. <sighs> You need the yellow form, window 7 on the fifth floor. Staircase K, corridor W. Get the green form, window 14 on the first floor. Staircase S, corridor T. Get maroon form, window 56 on the sixth floor. Staircase P, corridor T. Get the violet form, window 46. No, 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 shall never get out of here, Asterix. The magic potion won't be any help to us here. We'll go mad, and we'll be Julius Caesar's slaves. Not if I know it. Uh, now, it's true the magic potion's not any good in here, but I know what. We shall have to fight them with their own weapons. You watch this. <laughs> Is this where I get permit number A39? Don't you mean A38? No, for permit A38... No, 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 no. What I want is permit number A39 as stipulated in the new circular B65. In the new circular B65? Wait here. Here. Ever heard of circular B65? Hmm. Circular B65? 
The one about Permit A39? Not me. We shall have to find out from the head of filing systems of material not yet coordinated. Is he on the fifth floor, staircase Z, corridor B now? Mm. No. His office has moved to the second floor. Staircase H, corridor M. Shall we go? Yes, come on. Circular B65. About permit A39? No, the messages a new provisional material center must have forgotten to let us know. They're on ground floor, staircase 2, corridor U. What? A new circular, and I haven't even been told. Now I'll see the assistant head of non-transmitted material. Where's he? Well, go and ask down at the desk. Carry on without me, Miss Arnigan. I'm very busy just now. What are you after? Permit number A38. All right. Then kindly leave. Some people here are trying to work.
with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. And that, in fact, this is our land. So beginning with that premise, whether you're more or not more, I'm going to start with what law really is. Most of us think that we go into a courtroom and understand the difference between a court and a courtroom, that uh, the people who purport to use law really use words of art to make you believe, in fact, that law is uh, on the table when you walk into a courthouse or a courtroom, when in fact that's not true. And I would like to share with you tonight, regardless of your religious persuasion, what law really is. Law, and as Muslims would say, all law, is A-L-L space L-A-W, all law. All law. So for anyone who's of a Christian persuasion, don't be misled. And when you hear the term all law, all law is God, all right, that is also what we would say in lawful terms, a misnomer. All law is not God. God has no capacity and no standing to all law. Because God means governmental ordinance departments. There is no comparison. Now, who can use law? Law can only be used by people who are in their sovereign capacity. And I was, as I will share with you tonight, the majority of the people in the world, and I'm not going to get into all of the details about that, but the majority of the people in the world, 99% of them live in slavery today. So in 1863, via the Emancipation Proclamation, 
and I challenge you to go look in a law dictionary and look up the definition of emancipation and proclamation, and you will see that a proclamation is not a law. A proclamation is a public announcement by elected officials. It is not a law. So the Emancipation Proclamation of 1863 did not set any slaves free. What it did was standardize slavery, the United States being the model for the standardization of slavery that all of the other nations around the world, as they reduced their people from their sovereign capacity and forced them to join nation states, then they were able to issue statute, codes, ordinances, resolutions on them. And a statute, as in a state statute of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, is not a law. It is corporate policy of the corporation that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated. All right? Now, a code is not a law. The United States codes the code of the laws of the United States of America that are used in federal court and the Supreme Court are not law. They are what they say they are. They are codes, ordinances, and resolutions of a municipality of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation that calls itself the city of Philadelphia, an ordinance and a resolution, as in parking ordinances, they are not law. They are what they say they are. They are ordinances and they are resolutions, all right? And the reason they are not law is because the only people who can issue law are people who are acting in their sovereign capacity. And the people who sit in these seats as elected officials are not, in fact, in their sovereign capacity. They are in a corporate ward status, meaning that they are wards of the state. They are members of the corporation, which is a nonprofit that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And as long as they have a birth certificate on record with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, with that birth certificate being a contract, a birth certificate is a contract, and as long as you have a contract with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, you belong to them, and that's what slavery really is. All right? So who can use law? If you are a member of a corporate ward state, if you are a member of a corporate ward nation that calls itself the United States of America, you are a citizen. Look in the law dictionary and look up the definition of citizen. A citizen is not a sovereign. A resident is not a sovereign. Therefore, if you use an address, which is a fictitious number associated with a designation issued by a corporate ward, right? Then you become under the jurisdiction of those people who are also corporate wards but who are also slaveholders, all right? So if you are operating in that capacity, law does not apply to you. If you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, and you say you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, then the ordinances and the resolutions of that private, nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, then the statutes of that nonprofit corporation apply to you. 
if you are a citizen of the United States of America, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, then the code of the laws, right, apply to you. But if you are a sovereign of the Moorish Empire, those ordinances, those resolutions, those codes, those statutes do not apply to you because you are not a member of the corporate ward state. It's as simple as that. And they understand the difference. This is why on their document they use words of art. They use the word label. They use the word person. They use the word address. All of these things that place you in their jurisdiction and you unknowingly fill out forms every day. And every time you fill out a form, you enter into a contract. I don't care what kind of form it is. It's a contract. A driver's license application is a contract. A social security application is a contract. When you call up the telephone company and you make a verbal contract over the telephone, this is why they can bill you. When you sign a deed, it is a contract. When you fill out a voter registration form, it is a contract. Does everybody understand that? Don't ever think. Every, anything that you put your signature on becomes a contract. All right? Now, the fact that you are not in your sovereign status means that you make a contract as a minor. They don't care. They know you are a minor because and, and to be other than a minor, you have to be in your proper person at law. And how we write that is this. Can you bear with me for a minute and let me put this on because uh, I can't. Can y'all see that? Impropria persona. Impropria persona. When you are in your corporate ward status, you look like this to the court. Pro se. Pro se meaning they get you in the court and they bring someone in called a Got that? Pro se cuter. A prosecutor. Because you're in a corporate board status. Now, if you're in proper persona, say in their criminal allegations, the prosecutor cannot come into the courtroom and say anything to you because you're not in pro se status. Makes sense, right? The issues of law. The issues of law are threefold. The issues of law are status, jurisdiction, and adjudication. The first thing that happens when you walk into a courtroom in your corporate ward status is that they already make the assumption that you are a ward of the state and that you don't know any better. So they immediately start adjudicating you. As the first thing that happens when we walk into a courtroom is that we place our status on the record 
on the record. We come in with our flag. We come in with our treaty. We come in with the Constitution we signed with them and understanding that the Constitution is a contract. You see, there are two kinds of law. This is a subject I, I love. I've been talking, talking about this for years. There are two kinds of law on the earth that rule the whole world. But most people don't know that. All over the world, all governments are ruled by what is called civil law. Civil law goes back to a Latin word, civili, which goes back to the word illi, Oh God, I mean, you go on for hours on this stuff. Civil law, which is called in all countries the law of the land. So you'll say, well, you can't do that because it's against the law of the land. The law of the land is civil law, Roman civil law, the law of the land. But there is a second law which also operates all over the earth identical. It's called UCC, Uniform Commercial Code. That is the law of God in the world of business. I don't care if you're in Japan, in Africa, in China, in, in Istanbul, Turkey. If you have a company, if you have a corporation, if you are doing business where you buy and sell and make money, you are operating on this earth under something called UCC, Uniform Commercial Code. Because if all countries worked on a different commercial code, then nobody could do business with anybody. You couldn't trust Japan to pay you. you. Japan couldn't trust America to pay them for the cars. Because everybody has their own laws. Uh-uh. Under the Caesars of Rome, they established under Caesar that all nations in the empire that do business, everybody plays on a, on a level field. If you do business in Africa with China, you pay them. And if Africa does uh, uh, business with American companies, you pay them. You pay. Whatever it is you're doing business, you don't mess around. The most severe law in this world is called UCC, Uniform Commercial Code. It's the Bible of business on the earth. Uniform Commercial Code. Uniform Commercial Code is based directly on Vatican Canon Law on the Roman canon law. Consequently, when a ship pulls into port, it pulls in and stops in its call in its berth. The ship is now in its berth. Because it is on the law of the high seas or commercial maritime, UCC commercial law rules the seas. So when the ship pulls into its berth, the first thing the captain must do is to present a certificate of manifest to the port authorities, which means that the port authorities need to know how much is on this ship that you're bringing into our country and our economy. How many TVs, how many cars, uh, whatever you're bringing, how much are you bringing into our economy? So you have to have a certificate of manifest of what is the value of your ship here, what are you doing? Consequently, when you are born, you come out of your mother's water Therefore, you must have a birth certificate, a certificate of manifest, because you are a corporation-owned item. You are a human resource. This goes back to the German 
Gnostic concept that every human coming out of their mother's water must be birthed. And therefore you have to have a certificate, a manifest, to see how much this individual is going to make for us in our new world order. I'm telling you that until you understand the laws, the symbols, the emblems, what these words mean, you're never going to suspect how far gone we really are. Did you know, for instance, that your birth certificate is a security on the stock exchange in the New York stock market? Did you know that? Because if you order your birth certificate, get a new one, order your birth certificate, it only costs you, sometimes it's free, it only, only costs you a few dollars, order your birth certificate. On your birth certificate, all birth certificates in this country, on the bottom, it will tell you, this is printed on security papers. Do not accept, if not on full color security paper. Then on the right hand corner, you will always have a series of numbers, red numbers, printed on the, on the birth certificate. Those numbers are a security stock exchange number on the world stock exchange. You go to any good stock or office and ask them, check these numbers in your computer and see how much this stock is worth, the certificate. And they will check it on the New York Stock Exchange and find you, your birth certificate, is a stock on the stock exchange in America. Why? Because you are worth money to the international bank that bought you in 1930. We need to wake up. This is serious stuff. most important things because the subconscious mind uh, really has fundamental programs of life that we acquire from our parents, our family, our community uh, between uh, the last trimester of pregnancy and the first seven years. So this is why nature created the first seven years of a child's life to download how to be a member of a family and a society and a culture by strictly observing other people. It's actually a brain function. It's a equivalent of hypnosis. Yes. Okay. So the fundamental programs of your subconscious are not yours. The conscious mind is yours. That's the creative mind. Well, the issue is that the conscious mind uh, can travel in time. What are you doing next week? Yeah. Your mind lets go of the moment, goes to next week. What did you do last week? Let's go of the moment, and you move into last week. Or I say, Ty, think of something in your head. Uh, and the moment you're thinking, you're not paying attention. Well, this is what the function of the subconscious comes in. When you're not paying attention, you go to autopilot. So it's not like you're walking down the street and you have a thought and then stop. Like that. No, you continue walking. Yeah, but you're not paying attention. So it's a subconscious that does all the jobs from walking to driving the car. Uh, and so why is this relevant? Because when we're not paying attention and we default to the subconscious, we, start, we play the programs that are in the subconscious. And then I go, yeah, but the programs in the subconscious are primarily not yours. They came from other people. The, the, and most of them, as psychologists tell us, most of the programs we get are disempowering, self-sabotaging, and limiting. 
And the relevance about that is this. If I'm going to play those programs, then I'm, by definition, I'm going to be shooting myself in the foot. The reason why you play the subconscious programs is because the conscious mind's engaged with thinking, which is 95% of the time or more. And that means 95% of your behavior is invisible to you. And why I really wanted to emphasize this so much is this, because we believe we're victims. Oh, you know, I really wanted to be successful. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to have a great relationship. And it's not working out. Yeah. And then you say, well, that was my intention, and it's not working, so therefore the world's against me. And then we go into victims like, God, I really wanted it, and it didn't happen. And I just wanted people to wake up because it basically is this. It's not the world against you at all. The world will give you everything. The issue is you're not operating from your conscious mind, except 5% at the most. And so your life is really a reflection of your subconscious programming. Now you say to me, well, I got programmed from the last trimester of pregnancy, first seven years, so I was being programmed when I was one and two and three, and I go, absolutely. And you say, but what, what were the programs? I wasn't there. I have no idea what the hell the programs are. And I go, here's the neat part. 95% of your life is coming from the subconscious. So all you have to do is look at your life and just look at it and say, for what? I say, what comes to you that you want and it comes to you easily, you have programs to allow that to happen. But what you struggle with, what you work hard on, what you, you have to put a lot of effort into, why are you working so hard? And the answer is simple, because you have an invisible program that is sabotaging you from that point. So now all of a sudden you say, well, what do I need to change? I say, well, look at your life yes. and tell me what you're having trouble with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's the, the, the direct expression of a program that's not supporting you. There's always been a belief that the conscious and the subconscious minds are one and the same. So if I educate my conscious mind, then my subconscious mind should automatically know what the heck I just did. Yeah. Right? So then I say, well, yeah, guess what? How many self-help books did you read? And I go, oh, I read all these self-help books. I say, now that you read them, did your life change? And the answer is, no, not really. But I'm really smart because if you ask me any questions about the self-help book, I can answer it. I say, well, what's the issue? And the issue is this. The conscious mind is creative. So, yeah, I could read the book. I could watch this video with you in it. I could uh, even just go, aha, and the conscious mind could accept that and learn it. But the subconscious mind does not learn that way. And that has been the problem because we educate the conscious mind to get really smart and our life stays exactly the same as it is. And the issue is why? Because it doesn't translate from the conscious to the subconscious. Because the subconscious learns in, well, three to four fundamental ways. Number one, the first way it learned seven years was hypnosis because the brain was operating at a low vibrational frequency and just downloading what it saw. After you're seven, how do you learn? Habituation. How'd you learn the ABCs or the times table? You had to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and finally you got it and then you know how to do it. You want to drive a car? You have to practice and practice and then you learn how to do it. So if you want to change the subconscious mind, hypnosis is number one, that works. Uh, number two, repetition, habituation, yes. create a habit. And at first it seems like a struggle because it's new to the subconscious mind, but hey, you didn't learn ABCD the first time you said it, you know, you That's had to right. do it again and again. But after you do it for a repetition period, it will be so natural that if you're not doing it, your subconscious mind goes, hey, what's happening? We're not doing it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's really good. We overcome that. Um, uh, a third way, which is um, very, uh, some people get in, it, it's very powerful, but I wouldn't recommend it, is tremendous emotional shock. <laughs> 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 Boom! Something happens in your life and it's so dramatic that 
after that moment, you're not going to be the same person. The subconscious got, got it right there, okay? Yeah. And the newer one and the better one is um, a whole new field of uh, uh, belief change modalities, which are also associated with what's called energy psychology. Yes. Uh, and these are wonderful uh, because basically uh, it's a form of super learning. And what's neat about it, the conventional things like hypnosis or habituation, there's a time element that takes a long time. Yeah. But these new belief change modalities, uh, like a super learning experience, you can change a belief you've had your whole life, 50 years, and change it in 10 minutes. Yeah. And so this is really, it's really, it's a new type of psychology that's coming in, but it's really necessary because, as they say, uh, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Yep. We're running into a world that has a lot of necessity to change very, very quickly. So uh, we're really happy to see that there are ways of changing without going through all that anxiety and stress so we can do it really quickly. My favorite one is the one that I use because I'm the most familiar with it, but there's yeah. many of them in my books. I give a whole list, but yeah. the one I, I use is called Psych-K, like the abbreviation of psychology. Yeah. It actually represents psychological kinesiology. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's an exercise where you, you get your right and your left brain hemispheres to work in harmony, which they don't do on a normal day-by-day -day basis. And when you get them to work in harmony, that's called brain synchronization, a window sort of opens up and you can drop in a new belief in five minutes. You know, it's really fun because you say, well, what if you can release these programs? And that's uh, the story of the matrix where I say, well, I take the red pill, I get out of the program. And then I say, yeah, but in real life, every time we've taken that red pill, I say, what's the red pill in real life? And the answer is falling in love. Falling in love with the person or falling in love with a, uh, your creativity or whatever it is, falling in love. Because when you fall in love, what you're doing is so captivating and so engrossing and so desirable, you don't let your conscious mind wander. So the first time in your life, your conscious mind's staying present. And I say, well, why is that important? Conscious mind, wishes, desires, and aspirations. If you're operating from that mind, you manifest your wishes and desires. So my conclusion for all of this blah, blah, blah that I'm giving you is simply this. What if you go into the subconscious mind and change the programs in the subconscious mind so they reflect the wishes and desires of your conscious mind. What would that mean? And I'll tell you what it means. You'll live in a honeymoon for every day of your life on this planet for a simple reason. Yeah. If my conscious mind with wishes and desires begins to wander and I default into the subconscious and is playing my wishes and desires, I never left the honeymoon. Most people's stresses are not real uh, immediate emergency stresses at all. They're beliefs of a fear of that they won't have something, they won't have a job, they won't have food, they won't have a friend. Uh, and it's not that they don't have them right now, they're thinking about, oh, that happens! And that's where the stress comes from, and that's why 90% of the people are in fear because they, they recognize that their future is uncertain, but rather than seeing it in a positive way, they, they have a, a, you know, this image of a negative work, thing. Work it all out. And, uh, and, yeah. and it's really interesting because, remember, when you fall in love and you get out of the programming, you create heaven on earth. Well, if it wasn't for the programming, everybody would have heaven on earth. Yes. So if we can change the programming, then heaven on earth is available.
kiss you and hug you. I love you. That mean you better. Keep it one hundred with me. Yeah. Some will love you, some will use you Nothing wrong with that as long as you know who's who Gemini, do what I want when I'm in the mood to Soon as they think you need something, that's when they lose you Soon as you know they need something, that's when you get them back Crazy when you know what they want, you never give them that Better to let her do a thing, I like to give her slack Smoke a little bit, but she drink, I like to get her smack Walk downstairs to the kitchen, I like to get her snack She get on my nerves, but I can live with that All the bullshit that I did, gotta consider that. She just keep applying the pressure into a nigga crack, crack. German engineering, she pullin' up Time to get out of here, we did the hood enough As if a nigga ain't hood enough Nah, baby, 99 ain't good enough What's up? You ain't gotta lie, just to ride being real You should try to just keep it one with me Real talk Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one Dap you up, just please. Keep it with me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I gotta keep it real as the song is. Friends turn into brothers when they've been with you the longest. I know I ain't the brightest, I ain't saying you the wrongest. But the maintenance man already told us that they was on us. I thought I had a buyer for the peas, they ain't like those. Left them in your room, then you try to catch a flight, yo. Deep down in your heart, you know that wasn't right, bro. They fuck around and ran up in the crib, same night, yo. Six pounds of haze in your closet is what they see in there. 48K in my closet, I wasn't even there. Work wasn't mine, but the money sure. Was. What I should've knew was that it wasn't all love uh-huh. Bailed out and told me you was gonna give the bread back Your man was right there, he could tell you you said that Had to separate, I can't do the pretend shit The charges got thrown out and so did the friendship Just keep it one with me Word. You ain't gotta Word. lie, just to ride being real You should try to just keep it one with me Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one with me you ain't gotta lie, just to ride, just keep it one with me. Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one with me. You ain't gotta lie, just to ride being real. You should try to just keep it one with me. Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one with me. You ain't gotta lie, just to ride, just keep it one with me. Yeah. Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one and Degenerate niggas doing here. Come on, Vic, man. You better than this, man. Y'all trying to rip people off. Look, y'all ain't here to hear the word. Get the f- out. Hey, well, hold on, Eddie. What, what's going on here? Who is that? Sound like you teaching people to worship money. With all due respect, yeah. Reverend, that sound like some bullshit to me. Ooh. Ooh. Reverend Otis, this is the aboriginal con man from Australia. Nigga just got out the mental institution. Think he's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus! Well, is that right? 
Well, if you're going to be a crazy fool, you might as well go all the way with it. <laughs> Look, I don't want your money. Neither does Pops. You can't buy God's blessings. It don't work like that. There's the man who obviously ain't got no blessings. <laughs> people, people, don't get this dude your money. He ripping you off. Vic, come on, man. You better than that. You really going to stand by and rip these people off? If Jesus, the real Jesus, didn't want me to have this money, then Jesus would take it away. And, and, and look at your ankles. Ankles so acid, they look like they're about to be dropped in a deep fry. I've been walking a lot of miles, so what? And, and that wig you got on, you better find whatever meth out of you stole that here from and get it back. Your mama should be arrested for litter. Come back when you can afford Dodge Love, nigga. Save up. <laughs> Get them bums on out of here. Put them in the trash. As a matter of fact, put them in the recycling bin. Maybe, maybe God can do better. <laughs> Only two things can get you through this, man. That's patience and persistence. We all aspire. We all have the same emotions. You know, no matter who you are, where you're from, we all have the same emotions. You know, we all want to be successful. You know, we all have the same fears of failure. We all have, you know, uh, you know, this uh, feelings of abandonment. We all, you know, want love have uh, such a strong belief in yourself that you can quiet out all the outside noise because that's, you're going to need that on every step of the way. There are people that, that are projecting their fears and their um, shortcomings and failures on you and you have to be very careful you know, with that. People telling you can't do that. Why can't I? because they may have tried or they don't believe that they can do it. And it's not really about you. It's about what they feel and their uh, fear inside. So you have to be strong enough and resilient to believe in whatever it is you're trying to do. My uncle, he was telling me, like, I'm never going to... My uncle said I never sold a million records. I sold a million records like a million times. Are you crazy? How are you going to do that? How? You know, I'm sure there's things I do now that he, he can't believe that I was able to accomplish. He couldn't even see it at the time. Mm. Yeah. So he was just projecting from his fears on me. Lock my body, can't trap my mind. Easily explain why we adapt to crime. I'd rather die enormous than live dormant. That's how we on it. And you got to understand the reason, right? Why does that guy think like that? Right? How do, how do you arrive at that point? You got to also look at that. You have to look at that. You got to look at the environments and places we live in and how things are set up and how things are structured and how we're always the last on the totem pole, even from our school and to our roads to, you know, everything that, we, that all the obstacles that's placed in front of us. Even our living conditions. You live in a project. Someone lives here, 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 and here. You know, you have to deal with all these different type of personalities. You have, you're in the box. Someone's above you, below you, to the right of you, and to the left of you. And every day you have to manage that circle. So, live, that's like living dormant. Life is about balance, right? You have to have some type of balance. You have, like, 
time for work and it's time for play. And if you don't allow these two things to coexist, you have an imbalance. People look at you strange saying you changed, like you worked that hard to stay the same, like you're doing all this for a reason. And what happens most of the time, people change. People change around you because they start treating you different because of your success. So you are changing. You don't change who you are, the core of who you are, the things you believe, the things you love, and the things you die for, and your principles. You don't change that, but you're going to change who you are. You're going to change. You know, you can't do the same things. You you can't hang on the corner. Be true to yourself. You know, it sounds like a, a very simple thing to do, but it's not. It's not simple to do with all the pressures to succeed and all the pressures to, once you succeed, to stay there. You have a belief in yourself, and, some, and sometimes, in most cases, it's almost a naivete about who you are and what you can contribute to, um, to the game. Belief in oneself and knowing who you are, I mean, that's the foundation of everything great. with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Another one. Oh, no. Yeah. 
Silicon Valley money mixed with Hindi, that's a Fendi. Half a century almost, slice the green like a lawnmower. Till we all on, never fall off, hear a boss talk. You don't hear me, that's your loss. Winner in life, fuck a coin toss, I'm coin based. Basically cryptocurrency, Scarface. Join us, there's gotta be more of us. I'm from the ghetto, what location? Two seconds from the devil, I look heavenly in Cabo with a Mexican sombrero. Drink heavily, health is wealth. Looking well to me, wipe the nose. History, my type of clothes. Miss me with the hate. Help so many people get cake. Whips and cream for the crew. No other weed that think faster. Time I spit this, I started some other business. Came from the pitching. Cane in the kitchen. Dangerous missions. Wasting your time if you want my forgiveness. Sorry, not sorry. Don't mind me, I'm living the dream. Living a dream, yeah Came from nothing where the thought that we would be Living a dream, living a dream, yeah Sorry, that's another B Hater still ain't recover from the other B a double B, now that's a triple B, can't forget about the other B, hey, hey. it's white gloves for me, hate to know not to touch me, I'm with the fuckery, Fuck with me. Humbly. humbly, nah, respectfully, I'm a project baby, fuck y'all expect from me, America's disrespect for me, you killed Christ, you created religion, unexpectedly, circular ice on Japanese whiskey, on my methanine, overlooking the city of angels, the angel investor in things, unprecedented runs, everybody's getting bands, we just dance to different drums, I like who I become, intermittent fasting, but these meals, I'm not missing none, sorry, not sorry, don't mind me, I'm living a dream, living a dream, yeah. Came from nothing where the thought that we would be, living a dream, living a dream, Every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L on Evolution Radio. And why do I say that? Because after 46 years and teaching you morons for 23 years, you want to take the easy way out because you think life is a journey. That is horseshit. Life's a journey if you're a moron and you're retarded. That's why, you know, that's what, that's what you've done with the life up here to four. It's been a journey. And how good is the fucking journey? You tell me. Wouldn't you have rather 
when the first time you went out with somebody that you thought you were in love with, thought is the operative word, wouldn't you have lied to have a, a template? Oh, let's follow this path instead of, because that is a journey. And all the mistakes you made and raising this fucking little shithead for kids you got instead of having this book. Life doesn't have to be a journey. It's a journey for morons. Do you think life is a journey for the Trump kids? It's a motherfucking process, the same process his daddy raised him by. Same for me. Life ain't a journey if you're my kid. It's a goddamn process. So you tell me if you're results-orientated at all, who's better off, the journey or the process? And for the most part, most people in this room and most people listening on YouTube have to come to the realization, as sad as it is, that you have pissed, you have urinated, heretofore, up until this morning, your entire life down a fucking shithole. Very simple. That's it. If you want to create massive wealth, if you just want to be a happy, slappy housewife from fucking... Dundee, or a happy slappy bimbo from fucking Toronto, or a happy slappy guy who goes to the Little League games in Mesa, Arizona, then that's okay. But if you want to create some fucking money, and money's not everything, but if you don't money, think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to fucking shop. Say that with an Irish accent. Okay, if, <laughs> if you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. If you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. Correct. <laughs> uh, correct. And, but I mean, you can get money and then go save the world. You can get money and save the forests in Brazil. You make money and go save global warming, which I don't believe in. You can, I mean, and save the, uh, the kids in Biafra and all that shit. But without money, you can't save a fucking thing. Don't you understand? Don't the fucking idiots on YouTube understand that? Until you make some shekels. Until you make some fucking coin. You can't help anybody. Because if love got the job done, you wouldn't all be fucked up. And I've had mothers, daughters, grandfather, daughter, uh, son. I've run three generations of the gamut in this seminar here. And they all say the exact same thing. The daughter looks to the mother, you fucked me up. The, the mother looks to the father, you fucked me up. And they all agree. And where it really gets dicey is the second or, three day, second or third days after they have a few drinks, a few pops. Then it, gets, it can get fucking ugly, as Sally would say. Fucking ugly. Nothing like a mother to turn on her daughter or vice versa. Nothing like it. It's like in the fucking movies. It's like a goddamn soap opera. Because that's life. And if we admit it to ourselves, then we have an opportunity to move on. If we don't, then we're just fucked in the quagmire. You know, back then, Muslims were often called uh, Mohammedans. And Thomas Jefferson explained 
that the Virginia Statute for Religious Freedom, he wrote, was designed to protect all faiths. And I'm quoting Thomas Jefferson now. The Jew and the Gentile, the Christian and the Mohammedan. Jefferson and John Adams had their own copies of the Koran. Benjamin Franklin wrote that even if the Mufti of Constantinople were to send a missionary to preach to us, he would find a pulpit at his service. So, so this is not a new thing. Generations of Muslim Americans President Obama's highly anticipated speech in Cairo, it has been billed as an attempt to reach out to the Muslim world. We want to go live to Cairo now and CBS News Chief White House correspondent Chip Reed. Chip, good morning. Well, good morning, Harry. The president says he has one fundamental purpose in giving this speech here in Cairo, to seek a new beginning between the United States and Muslims around the world. So long as our relationship is defined by our differences, we will empower those who sow hatred rather than peace, those who promote conflict rather than the cooperation that can help all of our people achieve justice and prosperity. And this cycle of suspicion and discord must end. To open a door of understanding, the president invoked his own connections to Islam. I'm a Christian, but my father came from a Kenyan family that includes generations of Muslims. As a boy, I spent several years in Indonesia and heard the call of the Azan at the break of dawn and at the fall of dusk. He said it's time for critics of the Muslim world to shed their misperceptions. Islamic culture has given us majestic arches and soaring spires, timeless poetry and cherished music, elegant calligraphy, and places of peaceful comp contemplation. And throughout history, Islam has demonstrated through words and deeds the possibilities of religious tolerance and racial equality. But he also said Muslims must end their negative stereotypes of America. Just as Muslims do not fit a crude stereotype, America is not the crude stereotype of a self-interested empire. The United States has been one of the greatest sources of progress that the world has ever known. The president went through what he called some blunt truth-telling uh, on about seven different issues, urging the Muslim world to do more on everything from democracy to women's rights to Middle East peace. Harry? Chip Reed in Cairo this morning. Thank you. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. Should clear up your account. $137 million. Yes, and if I don't pay up, I'll go to jail for tax evasion. I'm crazy enough to take on Batman, but the IRS, no, thank you. Ah. 
Mr. G, this money looks weird. What do you mean? It's a plain old pack of hundreds. See, there's Ben Franklin's chubby little... What? King Barlow? He's on this stack. And this one. He's on every one of these thousands. I don't understand. Hey, boss. I found this. Hiya, Joker. If you're playing this tape, you probably figured out you've been had. Yeah, I left you some cash, but only 10 million, which knowing you, you've already blown. All the other stuff, money, jewels, and gold, it's all fake. See, I always hated your guts, and this was the perfect payback. By now, you're probably out of real money. The IRS is after you, and you can't admit I fooled you, or you'll be the laughing stock of the underworld. That joke's on you, sucker. I got the last laugh after all. <laughs> if I don't pay my taxes, I'll go to jail. But if I admit Barlow duped me, I'll look like a fool. Maybe you could raise the cash by pulling one of your classic routines, like them laughing fish. Good idea, Ernie. Let's let Batman know I did it so he can kick my keister right back into Arkham. Uh, you... Dope. Say, Carly, any ideas? Anything you say, Mr. G. <laughs> No, boss! Oh, who'd ever think I'd miss the real one? Harley Quinn's escaped! Seal all exits! Maybe she went down the laundry chute. None of these yahoos are crazy enough to pull that old stunt. My dear Mr. Wayne, I'm delighted to have you in my humble nest. I thought I'd take in the atmosphere. <laughs> well, well, Bruce Wayne, join me. A bottle of your best, my dear, for my guests. You'll understand if I refuse. The last time we met, you tried to throw me off a building. I did? Well, <laughs> that was so long ago. It was last month. Well, gotta be going. This is starting to get to me. What? Should have used more makeup, Ernie. Ah! Why the disguise, Ernie? Where is he? I don't know what you're talking about. He can't threaten my guest. Let me jog your memory.
Routine money dispersal from Gotham Mint proceedings planned. Good. Your police escort is waiting. From the House of Representatives, the 59th Congress, Second Session, Citizenship of the United States, Expatriation, and Protection Abroad, Letter from the Secretary of State, Submitting Report on the Subject of Citizenship, Expatriation, and the Protection Abroad. Page 459, Section Morocco. Morocco. Sir, there are strictly speaking no Moroccan laws relating to the citizenship of Moorish subjects in Morocco. The fundamental laws of this non-Christian country are based entirely upon the Islamic code, no part of which treats of the subject of citizenship. Page 460. There are, however, numerous treaties and conventions between the various Christian countries and the Moorish Empire, by means of which citizenship in this country is defined. But, as I understand, from the above acknowledged instructions, that it is not the desire of the Department to call for a report upon such lines, I will therefore confine these remarks to general conditions existing, which may possibly be of some use in connection with the information desired. Section 1. Citizenship in Morocco may be said to be governed by the laws pertaining to the same in other countries, with the exception that all persons residing in Morocco who cannot prove foreign citizenship or protection are considered ipso juer as Moorish subjects. 2 and 3. Moorish subjects lost their nationality only by becoming naturalized in or protected by another country having treaty relations with the Moorish Empire. It was established by the Convention of Madrid, concluded July 3rd, 1880, as follows. Article 15. Any subject of Morocco who has been naturalized in a foreign country and who shall return to Morocco shall, after having remained for a length of time equal to that which shall have been regularly necessary for him to obtain such naturalization, choose between entire submission to the laws of the empire and the obligation to quit Morocco unless it shall be proved that his naturalization in a foreign country was obtained with the consent of the government of Morocco. 
foreign naturalization heretofore acquired by subjects of Morocco according to the rules established by the laws of each country shall be continued to head them as regards all its effects without any restriction. The above ruling has never yet been acted upon, and should this at any time be contemplated seriously, a large number of naturalized people, American and others residing in Morocco, would be affected thereby. 4 and 5. Residence in foreign parts does not affect the nationality of Moorish subjects, and the Moorish government has no means of protecting its subjects permanently residing in other countries, with the exception of a so-called Moorish consul at Gibraltar and a Moorish agent at Cairo, Egypt. I am ETC Hoffman Philip. Google United States Code Title 22 Chapter 2 Section 141 Consular Courts Act August 1st 1956 Repealed Sections 141 to 143 Effective upon the date which the President determined to be appropriate for the relinquishment of jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco Jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco was relinquished by memorandum of President Eisenhower dated September 15, 1956. Notice was given to Morocco on October 6, 1956, and all pending cases were disposed of by 1960. See Bulletin of the State Department, Volume 35, colon 909, page 800. 44. Sections 141. R.S. Sections 4083, 4125, 4126, 4127. Act June 14, 1878. Chapter 193. 20. Statute 131. Related to judicial authority generally of ministers and consuls of United States in China, Siam, Turkey, Morocco, Muscat, Abyssinia, Persia, and territories formerly part of the Ottoman Empire, including Egypt. This is Bashar, and he also knows that North America, or the America, North America is known as Al Maghreb Al Aqsa. Of course. I know that. North America was known as Al-Maghrib Al-Aqsa and it reported to the Sultan of Morocco. And there was a relation, this is why I needed to ask you, what's the relation between the first, you know, colonials and the uh, uh, governors of Morocco? Because they con con communicated, because in on paper, it was part of Greater Morocco. That's the, known. That's known. But I, I, I need and Bashar's to know. from Jordan. Yes. Palestinian. Yes. And he Palestinian, knows Jordanian, Arab, Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> We know 
that we one of the seeds of Moses. Yeah. So, 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 so you're from. So where are you from again? I was born in I was born in the island Martinique, French island. Mm -hmm. and of course, we are descendants are from Egyptian. 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 Yes. Okay. So over there, they still ref refer to our people as Moors, correct? Yes. So why do you think over here in America, these same people who are brought from the same land, yes, when we tell them that they're Moors, what what why why do you think that is? Because why? Because the, uh, uh, after too many generations. If it's not cast down, you will lose. So therefore, listen good what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. A man that do not know his own identity, when he is giving one, he will simply believe. Mm -hmm. He will simply believe what he's not. You're right. So therefore, you will act as a stranger to your own identity. Because you only believe on somebody after you that. Yeah. So you act opposite to truly what you are. Yeah. Do you think, do you think it's more pressure because of the economic power, I guess, the European have put the laws on so they just believe, hey, it's, it, that, that's, that's what it is. We're, we're, no, we're blacks now. We're blacks. Like, does that make sense? That like, you're just a color. You no, have no nationality. No, you that, have no history. That's, that's my point. If you was not cast down, and you have to understand, in order to, 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 I would say not a lie because everybody lies, that is a thing of life, but uh, um, I can say that is uh, deceived. Mm -hmm. to deceive. To deceive one, you have to replace to take one thing out and replace it by another. Yeah. For okay. the blind. So the black is the black. So therefore they just is your black but they don't realize no. They stole your identity from you. So therefore you might not know who you are. Yeah. So you just give your color black, black. What the yeah. heck is black? Yeah, because what we're trying to tell them, like a lot of the things that are going on with our people with injustice, it's because of the system and what they call themselves and what they recognize themselves. They don't they don't have any law they don't there's no law for for black people in this country like you're not even supposed to be a part of this country so therefore what nation are you from you see but you like you said you know when you take your history you know people will say well big deal so what why is history important at all history is extremely important imagine if if I could take from each one of you as an individual everything you knew about your life up to last week and just erase it where would you be? You, you'd be lost. You, you'd be incompetent. You wouldn't know how to plan for the future. And you do the same thing with a people. If you erase their history or you don't tell enough about their past, they also become incompetent and they can't fulfill the future. And that's why a lot of people in the black community have felt, well, how come all the dreams of the civil rights movement aren't yet fulfilled? And one reason is because this history is still suppressed. It still isn't taught, but there's been a recent discovery which is going to blow the lid off of all that, and that's what I'm going to talk about. You've had four of these major impacts that the black people have made to the Americas, not only before Columbus was born, but before even Spain or Italy existed. That's, that's the kind of, of roots that are in this country. And by knowing that, and the more you know about it, it's an empowerment. You're, you're really rude. You're... You have got a heritage which is more than slavery. Sure, there was slavery, but that's not all. That's a small part of it. Long before that, there's a heritage of kings, seafarers, religious missionaries, and they were all here. But it happened so long ago, there's just so little of it left. But some adults have difficulty handling that. What connects it up is even the word more, because it's pronounced differently in different parts of even of Africa. And... They call themselves more Mu Mur. There's all variations of that, so they, even the name Mur.
individuals are missing the point. What conversation stop it? I'm a mole. And got sense enough to know I'm a mole. And ain't gonna never argue with you that I'm not a moor. And wouldn't come in your house or come among you and say I'm a moor if I didn't feel in my heart, in my mind, in my soul that I am. If you don't understand that, get that together real quick. And recognize how you've been miseducated, not just by Europeans, but by your own. These people know that you're not black. They don't doubt it. They know that you're not black, and they know that you're Moors. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the New Evolution Radio Network. Hope we find you well tonight. You right here on the bottom line. I'm your host, Joey Bounce L Bay. Call the number if you're in the chat and you want to call in at 347-989-0194. You can catch all of our episodes on the back replay on podcast. And uh, we're going to get into it tonight. Hope we find you well. Um, yeah, we're live. But we just started, so if you're just tuning in, we're going to get it in tonight. Um, I got a webinar coming up this month on the 22nd. All right, I'll have the sign-up up hopefully here the next couple of days. You guys can sign up. <clears throat> the webinar, I'm going to be going over uh, court procedures, how to handle yourself in a court setting, all right? Um, and that's a little bit what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to dive into this tonight, and we're going to deal with the, the, uh, the premise of court procedures and how do you make that happen, right? And, and what some things that you need to know, right? So this way you can be successful, all right, at all times when you operate like this. I had a brother that called me a couple of days ago uh, from, I believe it was New Jersey, he called me. He was thanking me. Um, he was supposed to come on and give his testimony, so <clears throat> uh, he, he may or may not come in. But essentially he, uh, he was dealing with a child support issue um, and they had some other charges that he was dealing with, and you know we went through the procedure, and he was doing the wrong procedure at first, and he got with me. Red procedure, we, we put in the correct paperwork. They dismissed all the charges, and you know that brother walked out of there a free man. And that's really what it's about. It's it's about protecting your rights, protecting your freedom, protecting your freedom of association, things of that nature. All right. So we're gonna get into this tonight. Um, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Hope we uh, hope we are all ready to get this information tonight. Um, if you want to holler at me, you can always go to makemorecommerce.com, um, as that's where I am. That is our ecclesiastical organization, and we are here to uplift Father Andy. All right. Um, and yeah, so makemorecommerce.com. All right. So tonight we're going to talk about some court procedures, and I'm going to. This will probably extend into a couple of different weeks. Um, 
as uh, next week I'll pick, I'll pick back up on uh, topics from last week um, that I was diving into on the um, <clears throat> on the idea of the book White Cargo. All right, but tonight we're going to deal with the issues of status at law uh, and how to protect that status and the things that you should know. All right, so um, you know, first and foremost, when we're talking about status and jurisdiction, we have to understand that anytime that you go into a courtroom. Right or uh, you know whether it be on a municipal level, state level, federal level, or international level, your status at law is a very important uh, tool that is used, um, if not by you, definitely by the court to determine who you are and how you're supposed to be moving. Okay, so it's a very it's a very intricate subject. This is where they get things like subject matter jurisdiction personal jurisdiction okay these, these are where some of these things come from right now when we talk about your status and status at law okay it's important to know who you are right um it's important to know what your nationality is right and i you know i said it on the video um that i did on on uh instagram right when we talk about your status and things like that and i'll read a little bit from that as well tonight so you guys, if you missed that video, you'll be able to understand what I'm saying, right? But personal jurisdiction, right, it refers to the power that a court has to make a decision regarding the party, whether the party is being sued or not, okay? So before a court can exercise power over a party, the U.S. dot, which is the federal constitution, requires that the party has a certain minimum contact with the form in which the court sits, right? So... That's where your minimum contacts come into play at. So this is why it's so important to understand what a minimum contact is when we talk about personal jurisdiction, right? So personal jurisdiction, right, it deals with the jurisdiction over the law that's involved in the suit, okay? And, you know, uh, when we talk about, and, you know, and I'll, you know I, I've always said this, and you know, we, we can talk about this to be blue in the face, but minimum contacts right there's a what they call a minimum contacts test okay and it's a balancing test that seeks the balance or the totality of a defendant's contacts with the forum state right with the fairness of the compelling interest okay so for instance i'll uh, give you an idea here right so when we're talking about minimum contacts from the standpoint of uh, a non-resident, right? A non-resident's connections with the forum state or the state where the lawsuit is brought are sufficient for jurisdiction over a defendant to be proper, right? When we're dealing with uh, a lack of minimum contacts. So minimum contacts include conducting business with the state, uh, incorporating with the state, things of that nature, right? So it's really important to have your trust set up. This is why we do things in trust. Right, because it helps you to avoid the quote minimum contact. Okay, because believe me, they're always looking for a way to get you into that jurisdiction, right? To bring you in to try to charge you with something, um, in some form or fashion, right? That's just that's how they make money. They're a bank. That's how they get down. Okay, um, I mean, you know, but here's the beauty of it, right? In law, there's something known as the right of association, okay? 
or the freedom of association, right? So um, denial of public jobs or, or benefits and what they call unconstitutional conditions. Okay, so I'm gonna go through some of these things for y'all to help y'all really understand uh, where I'm coming from with this, okay? All right, so first and, first and foremost, right? Freedom of association, right? Well, the First Amendment does not explicitly mention the freedom of association, but in numerous cases, the Supreme Court has held that freedom derives by implication from the explicitly stated right of the right of speech, the right of press, the right of assembly, the right of petition, right? So that includes like a petition for a redress of grievance, things like that. So a limited scope, right? And we'll, we'll look at um, freedom of association, right? So the freedom of association is not a broadly construed term by the court, right? But for instance, the court has never held that any activity which an individual may lawfully do by himself, he is constitutionally entitled to do in concert with others. Rather, uh, that it's been recognized that it's a right to join with others to pursue goals independently protected by the First Amendment. Like starting a tribe, getting a job, okay, uh, doing commerce with uh, people in the public. Okay, so these goals include political uh, advocacy, uh, literacy expression, religious worship. Okay. So litigation, right, and the, the pursuit of litigation uh, has always, and you know, when we talk about litigation, we talk about going into court, right? It's always been regarded by the court as an activity which generally receives First Amendment protection, where it's carried uh, by an individual, which is therefore carried out jointly as well, right? So, for instance, um, the court's recognition of, think about the NAACP, right, uh, the right for a group to have legal action in the NAACP case because it involves the union, it involves uh, the establishment of freedom of association, uh, which protects a group or groups of people, right? Or for instance, if you want to claim that you're a Moor, right? You say, hey, I'm a Moor, okay? Well, that's freedom of association. You have the freedom to associate with whatever group you want to be associated with, okay? Um, Non-political things, right? Like workman's compensation, personal injury claims, uh, any of that. So no general right of social association, right? So since there's a special freedom of association, only where goals are being pursued, they're independently protected by the First Amendment. Okay, so there's no special freedom to engage in what they call social association. Okay? It's protected already. So, right, if a group of people doesn't have a specifically protected First Amendment right to gather together for special purposes, such as dancing or partying, it doesn't matter if they don't have a, a, a permit for it. Like, for instance, they say, well, you need a permit to work. You need a work permit. No, I have a right to associate. If I want to go associate myself with uh, a specific job. Or if I want to associate myself with a specific church or group of people, you have a right to do that, right? So there is no general right of association, okay? It's protected under the First Amendment, okay? Now, 
strict scrutiny is is a thing, right? Because you know they they scrutinize everything. So the government is not absolutely forbidden to impair freedom of association, just as it is not absolutely forbidden to interfere with freedom of speech. So before the government can significantly interfere with protected associational activity, right? Um, they got a number one, right? The government has to has to have um, interest being pursued in a compelling one. So there's got to be a compelling interest, right? And we've, and we've, we've talked about this before. And I'll, just for the kicks of it, I'll give you guys, let me see if I can pull it up here for y'all. Okay. So a compelling interest, and I'm going to give you the definition of it, right, is when it is essential or necessary rather than a matter of choice, presence, or discretion, right? Okay. Uh, it's compelling, it's essential or necessary. Okay, so when the government action is on individuals fundamental, the government must show that the government's actions is necessary to achieve a compelling government interest. Yes. So they have to show where, hey, it's in our best interest to have a compelling interest against whatever this person is doing. Right? And most times it's not, right? Like, for instance, we're in a pandemic right now. Okay? People are losing their livelihoods. Okay, I've suffered my own. Right, I, and I'm here. I mean, I, you know, I'm straight up. Right, so when shit like that happens, there's got to be a compelling interest for these people to step in and say, "Well, you have a minimum contact with us, right?" Well, wait a minute. Is there a compelling interest? Was there not something that caused that to happen for there to be some type of minimum contact? So when we talk about strict scrutiny, the government is not absolutely forbidden to impair the freedom of association, just as it is not absolutely forbidden to interfere with your freedom of speech. Okay? But the government may significantly interfere with protected associational activity, okay? uh, and, and like I said, there's got to be compelling interest, number one. Number two, the interest cannot be achieved by means of uh, less restrictive freedoms of association. Okay. So in other words, strict scrutiny is normally applied. Okay. So uh, if you want to go go look up the case NAACP versus Alabama, and you'll see this, right? And it held that um, the state action, which may have the effect of curtailing the freedoms of people to associate, is subject to the closest scrutiny. Right. So when the state comes in, the state says, "Well, you can't do this." Right, there's some strict scrutiny on that state, and remember, all states are technically under the Fourteenth Amendment. Okay, so the state is going to be the first one to get scrutinized before the national, before the citizen, before before individual rights. They're going to scrutinize what the state is doing first. Okay, so anti-discrimination. Right, so one government uh, compelling interest is that. It's almost always found to be compelling is, is that um, it cannot be achieved without restrictions on your First Amendment freedom. It's the interest of preventing discrimination based on your race, your sex, your nationality, your color, your creed, any of those things, right? So, for instance, the Supreme Court held that um, Minnesota could constitutionally require all right, uh, JCs right, to admit women uh, members, even though there might be some impairment of existing members, all right. So there's a freedom of association, 
Okay, you can and you can go look this up. This is uh, in the case Roberts versus United States Jaycees. Okay, now uh, the rationale behind this, right, is that Minnesota desires to eliminate discrimination in places of public accommodations, found as a factual matter to include what they call quasi commercial organizations. Okay, so. When we talk about the freedom of association, you also have the right not to associate, okay, which is fundamental as well. So the court also recognized, right, in effect that a right not to associate is just as important as a right to associate. So that is the individual has a constitutional right not to be compelled to support either financially or otherwise. Okay, most types of expressional activities by organizations of which they don't approve. So additionally, an association or another group has a right not to be compelled to accept unwanted members whose presence would significantly interfere with the group's message. You understand what I'm saying? See, a lot of people who don't want, you know, don't don't want this information out. They don't want this type of information out. But, right, and you don't have to be associated with people who 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 teach constitutional protections, and that's fine. There's still a right to associate and a right not to associate. It's a First Amendment right, which means that it's in their trust indenture to protect the individual's rights. Okay, so then you have the right to avoid compulsory financial support. So an important aspect of the right not to associate is the right not to be compelled to give financial support to organizations or their activities where uh, the money will be used to disseminate messages with uh, with which one disagrees. Okay. So you can't disagree. Alright, so for instance, uh, people who are in the union, right? Certain things in the union, they have what they call ideological causes. Right? So the uh, court held that non-union employees had a constitutional right not to have their service fees used for support of ideological causes of which they disapproved. But they had no right to refuse to have their service fees used for the cost of maintaining a collective bargaining system. Okay, this goes back to some of your freedoms. Okay. Now, when we talk about collective bargaining, okay, and ideological causes, you gotta look at this on a grand scale. Okay. Now, um governments cannot force participants in a particular industry to contribute a percentage of their sales so that money can be spent on an industry wide advertising campaign. Right, so you can't force somebody to give them money for advertising. Right, it's another thing. Okay. Um. Now, protection is not absolute. Okay. So let's let's just make that known. Right. However, a person's right to not be required to give financial support to the expression of an idea, which he or she disagrees, is not an absolute right. So essentially, the rule seems to be that uh, a member of a group or Memberships or uh, membership in a group, right, is compulsory rather than voluntary, which may be required to give some type of financial support to 
expressive uh, activity or activities that may go on, right? Well, it doesn't matter. How, it, it's germane to the group's purpose. You understand? So now, if the if the germane or the non-germane distinction is too hard to draw a particular case, there may be a um, there may be a, a right to withhold support, if you will. Okay, that's where that whole collective bargaining union system and all that stuff comes in place. That right? Okay, and then they they can do vetoes and all that stuff, right? Okay. Now, um, you know, right of association also includes the right as a group, as a group's own speech, right? Right to freedom of speech. But see, the right of a group not to be forced to accept co-participants whose message uh, the group disapproves applies only where the group's own message will be affected by the unwanted participation. Right? So let me give you an example. If, if my message of helping people to understand their rights um, doesn't interfere with, let's say, um, a mission statement. Okay, for instance, let's, let's say that I join the church, right? And the church mission statement is is to bring people to Jesus and God, right? And I'm over here talking about um, people need to protect their rights, right? If what I'm saying doesn't interfere with what you're saying, right, then your side of the argument is not protected. Okay. And, and you may ask us, well, why am I talking about freedom of association? Because when we're talking about court procedures, you must understand what freedom of association is. Okay, because you have the freedom to associate with any group that you choose to. It's just the fact. Okay. Um, the right to exclude from membership in a group, perhaps, is most significantly the quote right. Not to associate, which means that an association has a First Amendment interest in not being forced to accept unwanted members. So, for instance, the right of a democratic club would probably be impaired if the government forced the club to admit registered Republicans as members. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And the right of an NAACP member would be impaired if the organization were forced to admit, say, a, a, a Nazi supremacist or a KKK member. Okay. Okay, oh, look at Boy Scouts, right? Same thing with Boy Scouts. Okay? All right, so, um, you know, when we talk about, and I want to talk about the denial of a public job or benefit, right? So the freedom of association may be unconstitutionally abridged if a job in the public sector or a license or a benefit issued by the government is denied because of the applicant's uh, associational activity. See, let me be the first one to tell y'all, and I'll put it on the public record. I don't do no fuck shit, right? I don't, I don't, right? I ain't in the streets, right? I ain't been in the streets in, 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 in over 20 years. I ain't in the streets, right? I don't participate in illegal shit, Okay. Uh, nigga, I don't even deal with multiple women. If I'm dealing with one with a woman. I deal with one woman at a time, right? And that's my right. It doesn't make me more or less of a more, right? Or less of anything. It just means that um, that's how I move, 
that's my personal choice. Right? I could care less what you think, but that's my personal choice. So the denial, right, of a of a of a benefit or a job, right? You have you have the freedom to associate however you choose to. So the possibility arises commonly where um, a job or a license or something important is being denied on the grounds that the applicant's membership in the quote communist party or another subversive group is at hand. So number one, no ban based solely on membership. So a public job or other public benefit may not be denied merely on the list of the applicant's constitutionally protected membership in a group or organization. Number two, subversive groups. So therefore, unless an individual's group activities could be made illegal, those group activities cannot be ground for denying a job, a license to practice, um, or other public benefit. I'll say it again. Unless an individual's group activities could be made illegal, those group activities cannot be ground for denying him a job, a license, a uh, license to practice law, uh, or, pu- or taking a public benefit, or hell, even filing the tax. Okay, because you know people ask me, and as a matter of fact, it's funny because somebody just sent me a message asking me whether or not um, they could get a license or they could work a job and whether or not they would lose their status. Okay? Number one, we, you have to think about what they call what's the minimum contact. Then you have to look at whether or not there's a compelling interest. Then you have to look at whether or not as uh, uh, being part of the subversive group, as they call it, right? What you're doing, um, is it does it interfere? Right? So there's something called the, the, the Elfbrandt case, right? And um, the two-part test discussed, right, um, in the case, right? So in, in the Elfbrandt test, it's Elfbrandt versus Russell. Y'all can check this out. It was a 1966 case, right? The court struck down a state statute providing for the discharge of a public employee who knowingly becomes a member of a communist party or any party whose purpose included uh, the overthrow of a state government if the employee has knowledge of this unlawful purpose, right? So if you don't know what the fuck's going on, right, they, they can't come in and holler at you and say, well, you you, you had a hand in this. No, the fuck I did. Okay? Now, the court held the statute um, to be invalid because it did not also require the employee to have, quote, the specific intent to further the organization's illegal aims. You understand? Okay. So then we talk about vagueness, right? So statutes, remember, codes, ordinances, statutes, those are all what they call ex post facto. Okay. So statutes making associational activity grounds for non-hiring or dismissal are also susceptible to being struck down because of vagueness. So the standard for precision in drafting are especially stringent in the First Amendment. So since a vague statute is likely to have what they call the chilling effect on the exercise of the First Amendment rights, 
okay, or an individual who does not uh, precisely, who does not know precisely which conduct is forbidden will err on the side of safety by declining to exercise his First Amendment right to the fullest. So, you know, when people come to me, remember, we're in in a pandemic, right? And if it's dire for you to have to go and and pick up some work, and I ain't talking about illegal work, I'm talking about legal work, I'm talking about lawful work, talking about using your birth certificate, right, which gives you the right to go out and earn in this country, okay? If you're not doing anything, right, that that creates the chilling effect, right, then you are on the side of safety. Okay? Now, I talked about inter alia before, right, and um, the court struck down inter alia statutes requiring the removal of public uh, university professors for what they call treasonable or seditious acts, right? Or the utterance or acts on the ground that the teacher had no way of knowing where the line was to be drawn between permitted statements about the abstract doctrine and forbidden incitement to action. This is in the, 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 the Keyshawn versus Board, uh, Board of Regents case. Okay. See, this is why I always talk about how you got to go look at the statutes. I mean, excuse me, the, um, the case law. Right? You got to go look at case law, man. Because that's what, you know, a lot of shit is in the case law. Thank you, um, Dominique. And I'll read it. In Charlie, the phrase is often found in legal pleadings and writings to specify one example out of many possibilities. Example, the judge said in Charlie that the time to file the action has passed. Right? But you err on the side of safety. Okay. Now, um, let's talk about patronage uh, hirings and dismissals, right? So the use of political patronage presents a special free association problem. So when a person or party who controls public sector jobs gives those jobs out as a means of rewarding faithful party workers, applicants without political connection can plausibly claim that they've been discriminated against based on what? Their claims. So the rule is that when hiring, promoting, or dismissing decisions, okay, are made, okay, um, they have what they call low-level public jobs, right? Party affiliation may not be a factor. You can't discriminate on, on people, right? Okay, so um, the fact of, of Rutan and, and Rutan versus Republican Party of Illinois is another case. All right, so the fact of the Rutan case, right, show the kind of patronage that will not be allowed. So the plaintiff alleged that the Republican governor of Illinois prohibited any hiring, firing, or promotions for any state office except on his express permission. And that only those who have voted for or supported the Republican Party can, in the past years, be favored. That was bullshit. The court threw that out. The court held that the employment practices, if proven, violated the First Amendment right of free association. Okay? Then if you talk about what they call a high-level post, okay, 
some government posts are sufficiently high level that party affiliation may be considered in hiring and firing. But for instance, Democrats have no right to consideration of equal terms with Republicans when newly elected Republican governments um, of a state have chosen uh, a speech writer or high level special assistant, right? So the test is, quote, whether the hiring authority can demonstrate the party affiliation and an appropriate requirement for the effective performance of a public office. I'll say it again. The test is whether the hiring authority can demonstrate that the party affiliation is an appropriate requirement for the effective performance of the public office involved. Okay? And if you uh, if you want to look that up, go look up Branty versus Finkel. Okay? Now, it's unclear whether there's a dividing line between high-level posts, right, and low-level patronage posts, right, or ordinary government jobs, right? The one Supreme Court case that sheds some light on this is the Branty case, all right? So the court held that two Republican assistant public defenders could not be discharged on party affiliation grounds when a Democrat was named to to head the public defender's office. So the majority reason that the public defender's effectiveness depends on how he handles his client and their needs, not on a partisan political interest. Okay, so the Branty court rejected a prior doctrine which had been uh, made uh, that patronage dismissals available or were available only in a policy-making position. Okay, now. Um, a governor's speech writer usually must, to be effective, have a political belief uh, comparable to the governor. Therefore, his party affiliation has to be considered, even though he's not part of the policymaking role. Right? All, they struck all that down. Right? I don't have to believe what you believe for me to be effective. Peace to everybody in the chat. What's up, Midnight Warrior? Pasha A, Umi, Dr. Thomas, Daniel Akeem Bay. What's up, y'all? All right. Now, independent contractors. Let's talk about that, right? So the same rule deals with the party affiliation, which can be considered only if appropriate requirements for effective performance is used where the government work is being done by an independent contractor rather than an employee. Okay. So let's talk about large impact on patronage. Right, the O'Hare decision makes uh, huge inroads on on what they call traditional patronage. So legal work, construction, architectural contracts, cable TV franchises, all of these are often awarded by local and state governments on a uh, help your friends and not your enemies basis. So apparently, government would not have the burden of demonstrating that either it would have reached the same contracting decision regardless of the plaintiff's affiliation or that the consideration of affiliation is an appropriate requirement for uh, performance to be effective. Okay. Okay, now let's talk about oaths, right? And oaths are really important. And um, when, I, when I talk about oaths, right, in any manner, it's important to understand what the oath of office is, right? So. An individual, and this is under 5 U.S. Code 3331, uh, an individual except the president elected or appointed to an office of honor or profit 
in the civil service or uniform services shall take an oath, right? And then the oath, the oath says that that person solemnly says that they will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all of its enemies, foreign and domestic, that they will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and they take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that um, they they will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which they're about to enter. So that's in God. Okay? That's, that's a oath of office. So when you have oath of office, right, when we talk about court procedures, you got to go in and have this person's oath of office right from the gate. Why? Because they've taken oath to that trust indenture that protects your private rights, your right to association, right? Your right to be able to, uh, to to operate in the public without having a public charge, without having a minimum contact. They they have an oath to uphold that, right? So these are what they call loyalty oaths. Okay? So normally, the, the, the denial of a job or a license based on associational activities does not occur as a result of extensive investigation by the government. Rather, the denials have generally occurred where the applicant or the employee is required to take an oath that he has not belonged to certain types of organizations or engaged in other activities, and he is unwilling or unable to take such an oath. Okay, so in general, the rule regarding such uh, the loyalty oath, okay, is that one may not be required to state that one has not performed a certain act or that one will not perform it in the future unless the actual performance of the act would be grounds for discharge. Okay, so the permissible scope of the oath is what they call coextensive with the scope of grounds for non-hiring or discharge. You'll see uh, case law Cole versus Richardson on that. Okay, so for instance, uh, recall that one may not be discharged for membership in an organization. Okay, that advocates the overthrow of, of the government unless one had knowledge of the organization's purpose and a specific intent to further that purpose, right? See, see, I do my work, right, with a specific intent to uplift people, right, to help people understand the protections that have been set out for them, right? I, I can care less about overthrowing anything. I don't want to overthrow nobody's government, right? That's, that's, not, that's, not, my, that's not my thing. Right? I'm, I'm not a rat. I'm not a uh, a radical nationalist. Okay, let's just put that on the record. Okay, I'm not. You know, some and, and don't you know? There's some cats who want this information so they can be radical and they want to overthrow the government. They want they, they want to get all the money from the government. <clears throat> Man, fuck all of that. Protect your right. Protect your freedom. Protect your family. Right? Operate in your capacity. Okay, nigga, you don't have no army. Okay, you know you, you're not Saddam Hussein, and, and and they came in and took his ass over too. It was a good movie I should check out. I thought it was pretty de- uh, pretty decent. It's called um, it's called uh, The Devil's Double. Right, it's a very interesting movie. You should check that out. Right, it, you know it, it deals with some of these things. Right, but um, just understand that, right? Loyalty oaths are a big deal, 
right? So when, when somebody, and I had a judge tell us one time, she was like, I took off to uphold the charter. Okay, well, the charter was written under the guidelines of what? The Constitution. Okay, so in general, the rule regarding loyalty oaths is that one may not be required to state that one has not performed a certain act or that one will not perform it in the future unless actual performance of that act will be grounds for discharge. So that is the permissible scope of such an oath is coextensive with the scope of grounds for non-hiring or discharge. So for instance, right, if somebody had the knowledge of an organization's purpose with the intent to do something, right, um, or, or the intent to further that purpose, right, then that would be considered a loyalty oath. Okay. Now, consequently, one may not be required to swear a blanket oath that one has never been a member of an organization advocating an overthrow. Language refers to the affiant's knowledge of the illegal purpose as to his specific intent to further them, and it must be inserted into the oath itself. Okay. Y'all gotta understand how this thing works. This is what I'm talking about. This. Okay, now, now, we're talking about um, speech that's critical of superior. Right? I mean, you know, we we have to talk about this, right? Quick, right? Because sometimes um, some of the shit you say can 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 put your ass in, in some bad places, right? Now, <clears throat> speech thus far, right? We we've examined the denial of public jobs. Uh, the benefits of associational activities, first rights, okay? So the issue arises when the government attempts to deny a public job or a benefit because of a person's speech-related activities. So, for instance, under what circumstance may a government employee be fired for criticizing his supervisor or his superior? The free speech right of government employees were the subject of the, uh, the Connick versus Meyer case. The case illustrated that the government attempts to fire or otherwise penalize its employees for speech on matters of, quote, public concern will be strictly scrutinized, but that the speech on these matters that are not within this category will receive substantially less protection, okay? So, let's just run it down, right? Um, in the Connick Myers case, right, um, Connick Myers was an assistant DA. And after learning that she had received an unwanted transfer to a new post within the DA's office, she gave her coworkers a questionnaire soliciting their views on a number of matters concerning the office, including whether they had uh, confidence in a particular superior, whether they ever uh, felt pressured to work in political campaigns. Okay. The DA, upon learning of the questionnaire, viewed it as an act of insubordination and fired Myers for both the questionnaire and for refusing to accept the transfer. Okay. Now, the court, by a 5-4 decision, sustained the DA's decision, right? Um, and, and, you know, they, they basically said the court distinguished sharply between the employee's speech, the public concern, and the speech involving only private matters, right? So it's got to be, you speak in the public on private shit, right, on, on you know, things that are supposed to stay in the, in the office, then, you know, they, there's got to be a balancing act there. So they said that where speech involves a matter of public concern, the court held that the judiciary 
must carefully examine the justification given by the state for penalizing the speech and must strike a balance between the free speech rights of the employee and the interests of the state as an employer in promoting the efficiency of the public services it performs. Only one of the numerous questions on the questionnaire was found by the court to involve a matter of public concern, questions regarding the pressure to work in the political campaign. All right, so, I mean, these are, these are really important things. Now, when we talk about loyalty oath, um, and I'll, she actually, uh, Don, uh, Daniel posted this, so I'll read it. So loyalty oath is a pledge of allegiance to an organization, an institution, or a state which an individual and its members. In the United States, such an oath has often indicated that Afghan has not been a member of a particular organization or organization is mentioned in the oath. Understand what I'm saying? See, see, so you wonder why when you go into court, Right, a lot of times they don't want to honor who you are. Well, number one, you're not using the supremacy clause. Number two, you're not pulling their oath. Right, that shows that they have an oath to uphold the Constitution, which upholds the supremacy clause, which upholds the treaties. Okay. All right, so just a few things for y'all to think about here. Now, <clears throat> there's something that are called unconstitutional conditions. Okay. So the Supreme Court sometimes applies the doctrine of, quote, unconstitutional conditions. The doctrine holds that the government may not grant a benefit on the condition that the beneficiary surrender a constitutional right. So even if the government may withhold the benefit altogether, okay, they can't make you surrender a constitutional right. So the idea behind the doctrine is that uh, what the government may not do directly, it, it may not do indirectly either. Okay, So the Supreme Court has chosen to apply the unconstitutional conditions in the doctrine and only a few of the many situations where it might logically apply. Go look at the, uh, the Russ versus Sullivan case. Uh, it's in there. Okay. And this is what they said. They said, one... Um, places were applied right? We have already seen One instance where the court has applied The doctrine of unconstitutional conditions It said that They recall that the government may not condition A public job or benefit On the applicant's surrender Of her or his constitutionally protected Membership in a group organization Okay so uh, For instance the state may not refuse To hire workers who decline to swear an oath that they will not join the Communist Party. Or um, say you're, you're more, right? And you, and you want to work a job, right? They can't make you surrender your rights, right? Or your status, right? Okay. Now, the government may not condition an applicant's uh, receipt of unemployment benefits on the worker's willingness to work on his Sabbath day either. Okay. This is in the Sherbert versus Vernon case. Okay, So a decision in which the court struck down a congressional prohibition on editorializing by federally funded public broadcasters can be viewed as an application of the document. This is in the FTC versus League of Women's case. Okay. Now, um, the court has probably rejected the doctrine more than it's accepted it. So the court has said that the government may subsidize the medical expense of childbirth, but not of the abortion. <laughs> okay. So 
Current holdings arguably allowing the government to condition a poor woman's receipt of medical assistance upon her surrender of her right to an abortion. So similarly, the, that the First Amendment is not violated by a federal statute giving public funds to political candidates. The candidate promises not to spend more than the amount of money that they get, right? So then you get stuff like abortion, abortion counseling, a bunch of other stuff, right? Okay. All right. So just understanding that there's some significance in what I'm talking about here to help y'all out when y'all dealing with your court cases. And if you're just joining us, make sure that you um, go to the website this week, sign up for the upcoming webinar we have on the 22nd. We're going to be going into how to protect yourself using the Constitution in your state and some things that you can do in court, okay? All right, so really important, all right? Now, so unless they put a gag order in place for you, right, okay, the right to um, your First Amendment right, right, they can't step on that, okay? Now, when you go into court, you've got to go into court with what they call improper persona, uh, one's own person, okay, without the assistance of an attorney, okay. So really important to understand that that you don't want to be uh, looked at as a ward, right, or a corporate ward. So in law, right, um, a ward, a minor, or an incapacitated adult, right, somebody who who who's considered. Uh, to not have authenticated a birth certificate, for example, right? That person is placed under the protection of legal guardianship or a government entity such as a court. So um, the person may be referenced as the ward of a court, okay? This is what they talk about when they say the corporate ward state, okay? Now, um, in the Supreme Court, uh, in the case of the Cherokee Nation versus Georgia, the Native people were legally made to be wards of the state. One consequence of this was that they were not permitted to sue the United States government because of their status as a dependent nation. Then they came up with what they called the Indians Appropriations Act, which was passed on uh, March 3rd, 1871, with, a, with an amendment that uh, did recognition, okay, in the treaty system. Okay, so all Indians were made wards of the state, thus the U.S. government no longer needed tribal consent in dealing with the tribe. California, right? A juvenile offender can be ordered to be a ward of the court if the juvenile violated state law, curfew from uh, excessive truancies or shit like that, right? So you have to understand what ward status is. That's why you go into court in proper persona. You make the status known right from the gate on who you are. Okay. Um, now. What is status? We, we, we throw this word around like it's, you know, like it means nothing. Status is the standing, the state, or the condition of an individual. The rights, the obligations, the capacities, the incapacities that assigns an individual to a given class. I'm a more, right? I am a more. I have a superior status to, let's say, that of a 14th Amendment, okay? So, for example, the term status is used in reference to the legal state of being an infant, a ward, a prisoner, 
a free person, a now, a diplomat. Okay? Which is a person's social standing in the community. What is your social standing in the community? Right? See, status is the condition of persons. It also means a state. Because it signifies the condition or circumstance in which the owner stands with regard to his property. You understand? It's about property. Okay. Um, it's a couple of things before we take some calls. Uh, jurisdiction, right? Jurisdiction is the official power to make a legal decision and a judgment. Okay. So understand that there's in personam, there's personal jurisdiction, there's subject matter jurisdiction, two jurisdictions. Okay. So. Um, personal jurisdiction, right, where the court may hear a case involving the defendant. Um, and then you deal with, you also have in realm jurisdiction, okay. In personam, okay, literally deals with the jurisdiction against the person and refers to the court's power to adjudicate matters directly against the party as distinguished from in realm proceedings over a disputed property, right. So court with jurisdiction over a particular location may exercise in personam jurisdiction over a person who resides mainly or maintains connections or is served notice of legal proceedings in that location. So it, it must also exercise jurisdiction uh, over a person who consents to be subject to it. Consent to be subject to any jurisdiction. You should neither, right? Unless you understand what it is. Okay? Then you deal with quasi in ram, right? And quasi in ram action is where court may affect uh to name defendant's interest specific name piece of property okay so these actions have similarities in both RAM and in personam actions so the case with in RAM actions the court may hear a quasi in RAM action if the name parties or the name property is within the court's jurisdiction even if the court does not have the power to exercise okay however a court acting quasi in ram may only affect the interest of a single name defendant as the case is in in personam action. Okay. Then you have adjudication. Okay. Adjudication refers to a legal process. Okay. So when they when they bring you in there, they adjudicate you, but they can only adjudicate you right if the case has to be what they call ripe for adjudication. Ripe like a like a ripe piece of fruit. Okay. Now, Article Two, or excuse me, Article Three, Section Two, Clause One of the United States Constitution does not allow courts to decide hypothetical questions or possibilities, but only actual cases and controversies. This is why I brought up earlier the whole idea of there being um, a compelling interest. Okay. So the effects of a judgment are determined by the doctrine of the former adjudication. Called final judgment or collateral or estoppel or injunction. Now, some of this is going to probably go over y'all heads, so y'all got to really probably go back and listen to some of this stuff I, I spoke on tonight, right? But it's crucial that it's understood. All right. All right. So we're going to, um, I'm going to shut it down there. We're going to go to the call lines and see what's happening. We're going to take a quick break. you right here on the bottom line. I'm your host, Joey Bounfell Bay. All right. 
Um, and we're going to be right back, man. Um, call lines wide open, 347-989-0194. You want to get in and holler at me? This will be the time to do that. All right. Um, and we'll be right back. Never be hard to be real when you keep it one and with 
you ain't gotta lie just to ride being real You should try to just keep it one and with me Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one and with me You ain't gotta lie just to ride just keep it one and with me It's a life of hustle and survival. I remember when my, my ninth grade teacher asked me, Lisa, what do you want to be when you grow up? And see, I have to fight the Harlem Crip 30s every day to get home from school, so I looked at her and said a lie. I took an English class. I got a fail in English. And my English teacher said in front of the entire class, Lisa, you have to be the weakest writer I've ever met in my entire life. Don't worry, my story is good. Don't feel sorry for me. I got seven under my belt. And then the same year, my speech teacher said, after giving me a D minus. I knew I, I knew I had an A in speech. Like, come on. <laughs> he obviously didn't agree with me. He gave me a D minus and said, quote unquote, Miss Nichols, I recommend you never speak in public, that you get a death job. So here's the beauty of that story. Other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. Everything you've ever been through, Set through, rolled through, cried through, prayed through. Everything is a setup for your next best season. And the way you forgive the perceivingly unforgivable, the way you love the perceivingly unlovable, the way you accept what seems to be unacceptable, the way you embrace after you've been betrayed, the way you do that is the way you will lead us. Your light belongs to everyone who will be illuminated because you were bold enough and obedient enough to let your light shine. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. And every time... You cross someone's path and they can't handle your light. You know those people that they try to give you reasons why you should tone it down a bit. That they would tell Cheryl not to sing so loud. Right, right, right. They would tell me to shut up in class. They tell you you're kind of strange. You know those people. Dream snatchers, vision busters, don't be mad at them. They can only love you to the capacity in which they're able to love themselves. Don't be mad at them. Don't be mad at them. Pray for them. Love them. Because they're dealing with themselves like we're dealing with us. But I want you to remember that your 70 watts, your 70 watts has to be turned way up. Because you got way more to give us. It ain't over yet. Don't put a period where God put a comma. And when you turn it up to 159 watts, you know, you keep turning it up. You like, you stop dimming your light. You say today is the first day of the rest of my life. You turn it up. You're going to find people that can't handle your light. And before today, you might have dimmed your light. You might have shrunk a little bit. You might have tempered it down a little bit. But after today, I want you to see this. After today, turn the lights up. After today, you don't dare dim your light. As your light gets brighter, as your light gets brighter, you're going to disrupt some people. And they're going to tell you your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Then you just look at them and say, well, I'm not dimming my light. I'm just going to hand you some shade. 
big fat. Big fat, big fat. You went about it the wrong way, so we can't fix it. I'm so straight. She mad at you, so she come fuck me, forget back. Uh, uh. Next time you bring me up, just make sure you stay big fat. Tell the truth. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Trying to shatter me with lies, I ain't with that. Tell the truth. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Real big fat. Why they mad? Cause I'm on fire and they ain't lit yet. What's that, what's that? And it's big fat. Big fat, big red, big fat, big fat. Back in big set, got a big, big bag. Jump in big gap, get back splat. I'm on it strong. What's that, what's that? Muscle six pack, uh, strong. They want my spot and don't deserve it. Can't forget that. Who you hitting it? How you miss that? I was the freshest nigga in the party. Louis V down, shades by Bagari. Whole out of body gone off a card. See you and I'm speak, I'm coming like I'm Cardi. I'll expose you niggas and bitches. I'm back in that mode and thing. You niggas is getting too big for your britches. You need some new clothes and things. Why everybody hit money bag? This the topic, nigga. AP on me, cost a bag Water faucet, nigga Never ever did some sucker shit like Pay to take a nigga off a show She a green like she a go Mac on the fucking duck the hoe Well, I got big fat You went about it the wrong way So we can't fix it I'm so She mad at you So she come fuck me, forget back Next time you bring me up Just make sure you stay big fat Tell the truth Big fat, big fat Big fat, big fat Big fat, big fat Big fat, big fat Trying to shatter me with lies I ain't with that Tell the truth Big fat, big fat, big fat, big fat, big fat, big fat, real big fat. Why they mad? Cause I'm on fire and they ain't lit yet. What's that, what's that? And this big fat, big one. Here goes some more education. Here goes some more speculation. Here go. I took the money, went buy me some guns. I like the bitch up like it's Vegas. Keyboard killer, tough on Twitter. Making posts, giving statements. Niggas full of guns, PlayStation. Can't kill me, I'm a Jason. Yeah, go fed, Mason. Federal. Lock like dreads, Haitian. Haitian. You want my place? Take it. Take it. You hit with the drum, Katie. You ain't my partner, nigga. Only hang around up a solid nigga. Say they won't smoke, but when you see them, they none toxic nigga. Ain't no pimp, but get your hoe. Before I knock a nigga. These little hitters wanna shoot them a movie. Album, drop a nigga. Draco, Draco, hit him, nigga, splat. Turn him in a plate, don't lay him flat. Drifting in the outer with the hat. Riding with it on me, never let any else's. Well, I got big fat. Big fat, big fat. You went about it the wrong way, so we can't fix it. I'm so scratched, she mad at you. So she come fuck me, forget back. Next time you bring me up, just make sure you stay big fat. Tell the truth. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Trying to shatter me with lies, I ain't with that. Tell the truth. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Real big fat. Why they mad? Cause I'm on fire and they ain't lit yet. What's that, what's that? And it's big fat. Big one. All right, all right, all right. Peace, peace, peace. We back, we back. We're going to uh, open the call lines up real quick. Uh, let's see what's happening now. Let's put a 585-500. What up? On the line. Peace to the guys, Joey. Peace. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, magnificent, and great. It's great to hear. I want to say um, I'm so happy and grateful that Larry Sons of Money came to me ASAP and easily. And I wish that for you and all listeners. Thank you. Me too. Shit, yeah. Larry Sons of Money. Very. Just, just pour down on us. <laughs> yeah, rain down on me. Like the gospel song, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say SJGZ, but you did Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, no. <laughs> um, I don't know where to start because you just came out like it's a rap concert. You just came out just hitting us and shit. So, 
Um, hey, well, you know, it's been a few weeks. Yeah, I'll let y'all know. Brother still around. Well, we see that you've been in the in the dungeon studying. You know what I'm saying? Like coming out with some, cut, some hey. Well, that's when we not seeing you come out, you know, from, from our studies, telling ourselves a who, so. Yeah, that's real. That's real. I mean, you know, the thing is, is that, even me, I gotta, you know, I gotta keep studying, you know, just, just, if, I, if I think I know too much, it's time for me to stop. I don't know enough. So, you know, I'm always disseminating, trying to learn from myself, so that's why, you know, when I get on and today I've been really back in this shit. Cause I got, you know, I got my own shit I got to deal with. You know, so I got to make sure I'm on point. So, hopefully my journey, you know, when I'm going to help somebody else. Well, the enemy don't sleep. The enemy will be working 24-7, day and night, so. Damn right. Enemy never sleeps. Motherfucker be up thinking about how he can get you and you knocked out. They come back in your sleep. That's right. That's right. You know? I just told him that from a lot that says, he who questions well learns well. So, you know? Well, I like that. He who questions well learns well. You know, I always tell people, my my fifth grade teacher gave me question cards that I asked too many questions. Did I tell you, (laughs) you can never ask enough questions. That's right. Um... Well, it, it, it sounds like from what you what you given us with the freedom of association and compelling interest, and um, especially this chilling effect. Like um, when when you establish yourself as this natural person, so that you can you know attain human rights, because you can't have human rights being a civil mortal, being this Fourteenth Amendment citizen. That um, if you if you can you know um, defend your rights, you don't have any. That's right. That's exactly right. You gotta have the right. status to be able to, you know, what I'm saying maneuver through it. To, yeah, to even to even defend your rights, your status gotta be right. That's that's exactly right. Mhm. You know, because other than that, this is just, you know, like for instance, if my status wasn't corrected, I'd just be talking a bunch of gibberish. You know, this that's is. Right. I mean, you know, and, and this this information is is so crucial to maintaining your rights. Listen, I'm I'm more interested in making sure my rights is is always secured. You know, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. freedom of expression, my my freedom of movement, my freedom of liberty, pursuit of happiness. You know, right. and every other freedom. You know, my so, freedom to life. I was going to say, well, it seems like, you know, um, even with, you know, a, a lack, lack of knowledge, you know, before we started studying here, and um, it's like they've been depriving you of your liberty all the long. Yeah. But if you, but if you can't, like, yeah, if you can't say it or you can't recite it or you don't know your constitution, then you just, you're asked out. Yeah, you asked out. It's right. You gotta be able to express it. You know, that's a maximum law too. He he who fails to protect his rights has. Mhm. 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 You know. 
So, so, so just by me vocalizing what I know. It's about me speaking. I'm trying to bring up the freedom of association. I have found it. It's referring to something like, you know, it was, like you were saying, it's a freedom to associate how you want to. They can't discriminate against you. And one of the things you're saying, like, um, you can choose to disassociate yourself with a group. That's right. And that's kind of like... Freedom of disassociation. Yeah, it's, it's cl- that's playing my nationality as well, too, because this system hasn't been in our best favor. This system hasn't no. created any, you know, laws or nothing for us. This created special laws for us, you know, going against our liberties and things like that, you know, so... Yes, that's a fact. That's an absolute fact. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, and, and that's one of the reasons why when we talk about the, the freedom to associate, it's important to understand what you associate with. That's why I went through everything tonight. And I talked about everything from associating yourself with a job to associating yourself with a religion, you know? And even on other applications, oh. like I always say, you don't discriminate based upon nationality, creed, and... That's right. That's right. It's in. It's in. It's, it's even in the housing act. You can't tell somebody they can't live somewhere, right? Or be at a certain place, or work at a certain place, or even do a certain act because you don't agree with their religion or or their nationality. So, so does that does that mean like when you come in and you um, like you said the one brother was asking you with that mess up his status if you came in and. You know, you, you, you were participating or you saw an application or, you know, you, you were going to attend something and you were standing on your square with the law and you were using certain law and things like that because they took the oath to this. They, they, they would then be discriminating against you based upon their saying that they won't discriminate against you based upon your nationality. But you're bringing in these laws based upon your nationality so they have to, like, abide by that. They should do what, but see, remember what we're talking about is you using the treaty. So, so the, the funny thing is, is, what I read tonight was their trust in Venetia, right? That has to respect our treaty. Mhm, mhm. You know. Mhm. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very much an advocate, you know, of, of, of using. Uh, their their weapons is against them, you know, in the form of violence, but in the form of self-preservation, <laughs> you know. Well, I don't advocate violence, just self-preservation, you know, and ain't nothing wrong with, with, with you preserving, you know, your right self. You know, I think everybody, at some point, the law of nature, at some point in time, we all do that. And then if they don't allow for you to do that, would that then be also corruption of the blood, you know, not based upon yeah. who you are, not letting you move forward? Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely corruption of the blood. That, that, what that is, is, and that's why I brought up the oath thing, that goes against their oath that, they mm-hmm. supposed to, that they're supposed to uphold right from the door. Wait a minute, you, you took mm-hmm. an oath. You can't come in mm-hmm. and do corruption of blood on me. Mm-hmm. All right, that's in the con- that's in the state constitution. 
It's also in the federal constitution. It says no corruption of blood. That's right. And and, and here's yeah. the other thing, right? They they always say that, that there's no title of nobility, right? Like that, that they don't give titles of nobility, which means that mm-hmm. you don't have a right to take it away either. If I if I come That's in right. the gate with one, you don't have a right to take my title of nobility away. Mhm, mhm, and and especially if you're coming under your religious rights, you know, if if God gave that to you, and they not God, like, you know, having That's having right. that distinction as well, um, puts you in a different place too, I believe. Right. Well, it's, it's, it's like the sister queen said, their God is the government ordinance department. <laughs> mhm. You know, so. <laughs> So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I don't, I don't deal with ordinances. You know what I mean? So, we definitely got to make that distinction, one hundred percent. So, so you're saying that these rights that uh, you're telling us about tonight, you know, um, these are things that we can put into our indenture to protect us as well too, to say that we don't want to be associated with. Um, corporations or do business with people who basically, you know, commit fraud and aren't honorable and things of that nature. Yeah, you got a right to, to disassociate. That's why I made the comment about, about people doing fraud, right, um, organizations mm-hmm. doing fraud. You got a right to disassociate yourself with that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. like I said, I, you know, personally, I, I think there's a, there's a moral standard, too. So, you know, you know, you, you got to have mm-hmm. some moral fiber about yourself, you know, when you're mm-hmm. dealing with corporations and all that, minimum contacts and stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. but remember that, that, that the, the Constitution is to protect private rights. So it could be, mm-hmm. and is a trust not private? Trusts are private. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and and so I was going to ask you too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm, go ahead. I was going to ask you too, along with you talking about trust and you know reading that National Currency Act, um, and with the United States being, is it considered a body corporate? The body, the United States is a body corporate. So it, it's a body it, corporate. It, it definitely and it's a natural person too. Well, you know what? It's it's funny because that's why they wrote the Fourteenth Amendment, mm. uh, and so it can be mm-hmm. it, it can be looked at like that. But the United States is a corporation. I mean, it's incorporated. Mm-hmm. If you if for instance, if you were in court and and they put you on the stand, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know, if you versus the United States, you ask to see your accuser, they're not going to put the United States on the stand. Right, because who no, is the United they, States? Yeah. They bring in what they I call the people, and the people, yeah, they bring in what they call the people. The people is the prosecutor. And, and they ain't shit. They ain't no people. Mm-mm. They, they, are, they are not people. <laughs> yeah, we the people. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That that's the organic side of it. We the people. Mhm. 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 But then you can sit their ass down too with anything because. Uh, does that go back into the um 
I forget what that is, but them being, you know, there, a witness, and all the rest of that shit, and, um, you know, what is that, uh, 28 U.S.C. 3001 with the, the, the United States Vienna Corporation, and they can't, you know, they, they weren't there, they can't defend it or anything like that? No, they can't do none of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. But but the question is, does that take you on a better standing with mm-hmm. being in your trust with dealing with them though? You know, dealing with any of these entities. Does it put you on a you better know, standing a in person. terms of what? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I would I would say that, I would say that it does. Yeah, it's supposed to because that's why you come in proper persona, right, and you're proper person for that reason alone because you're a natural person. So, so as a as a natural person, when you show up in the courtroom, that's where status comes in. That number one, I'm a natural person, right? Or I don't even like the word. I don't even like the word person, right? But um, mm-hmm. under under what they're using, right? I I'm a natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So if you're coming in, you know, you have to be real careful. But even even calling yourself a person, you know, what you call yourself. Mm-hmm. It make all the difference in the world. Yeah, that shit mm-hmm. make all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this goes into my questions, and I'm just trying to keep in mind with what you're teaching us tonight because I think that it's, it's very powerful because um, one of the things I, w- I would Thank like you. for you to do is maybe give give me a distinction. Now, isn't there a difference with going into court, um, you know, I guess in your natural person, but also going into court um, protected by the trust. Like your trust is now coming into the court versus you. Now, that's a difference, right? Yeah, so the trust is considered what they call a natural person too, right? And the mm-hmm. trust, the mm-hmm. trust has a nationality as well. So whatever the trust nationality is, essentially, um, it, it, it creates your nationality. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so I mean, and, that, and that's one of the interesting things. So, like for instance, if I'm coming into court as the trustee for the trust, and the trust has the nationality of being a Moor, right? Then, then I mm-hmm. ideally the trustee also has that nationality. So then they have to deal that's with right. you on the basis of that. Mhm. Mhm. So, um, when you when you go into court, um, what do we need to be prepared for? You know, if the trust is is going to, you know, pursue something. Well, that's one of the things I'm gonna go over in the webinar in terms of in terms okay. of what to be what to use. Um, and that's okay. that's kind of why I was setting the stage on tonight's show. So a lot of that I'm going to mm-hmm. show in the webinar. Um, but, I mean, I, I think, you know, ultimately, obviously, you want to have some basics. You, you know, you want to have, you know, your, your indenture or your, you want to have your declaration for certain. You know, you want to have any any um, any provisions, special provisions that you put in there. You know, uh, I, I'd also say uh, an important thing to have on there is um, proclamation. You've got a proclamation, you know, that you put into the trust. Those are important. You know, it, it can all be entered into into the record. Mhm. Mhm. Now, would that go back with your other webinar that you did, where you talked about, you know, um, 
and I, and you can cut me off if this is whatever, but like having a um a constitution for your trust. Yeah, so and, and that's that's interesting as well, right? Because um you can create you you can have multiple documents in your trust that would back up and secure your freedom, right? So you could have if mm-hmm. you wanted to use I've seen people use state constitutions. Okay? Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen people create their own. But one of the, one of the things about being in trust is creating your own constitution. That's that is an important concept. Okay. Okay. And um, the the reason that I I asked or hint to asking about this is because in my own situation, I I don't know you you probably recall, but um, you know we me and my mom we've been going after the this third party who has picked up her mortgage, and um, okay. you know we did the administrative process on them um, as the spirit in the spiritual name, and now we're kind of ready, you know, to start moving as the trust starting to correspond um, with them because, um, you know, we want to move in the direction of the, the trust webinar, setting up your trust and, you know, them never giving you consideration or whatever like that. So um, uh, the one, the other question that I have for you tonight is that they reported on my mom's credit report and I sent your letter um, that you have for the um, – what is that? Not the hard pull or something, but when they pull your credit, the third party, you know, before they even uh-huh. have validated anything, because they haven't validated anything. They've been sending her copies of her signature, copies of everything, nothing authenticum, um, no, no wet right. ink signature on anything. So that's why, you know, um, I feel like they haven't responded in the way that we have demanded that they do based upon the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act. And now so what you can do reporting. is one of the okay, things that you can do is do what they call a request for investigation, um, and you do that. That's the first thing you do before you even start sending out letters. Do a request for investigation. Uh huh. Okay. Who is this? To investigate is this the, the, the actual. Reporting? Yeah, you can do that with the credit reporting agency. Um, and mm-hmm. normally, when you do that, it's a. It's a, it's a three-step process, right? You put your personal information in, put the investigation details in, and then you enter mm-hmm. uh, previous addresses or um, employment and things like that. Um, and then you basically send the form back to them, um, and then uh-huh. they'll do a request to investigate it. And based on the investigation uh-huh. request, then they got to come back and they got to say, okay, hey, this is what we found. It's either correct or it's not mm-hmm. correct based on this or that. And then based on mm-hmm. that, then you turn around and then you then send a QWR, which is a qualified written request. Okay. Well, I guess I kind of like um, we it, that's a misstep because we already sent those letters in, and it's been over almost ninety days with them not yeah, responding I'm, in the way that yeah, they were supposed what to. What I would do, yeah. So what I would do is. is Go ahead and send in a request for investigation, and then after you do that, once you get that back, um, then you you could actually open up if you wanted to open up a suit against them. You could do that at that point in time because you've already done what will be the administrative process. Okay, so I don't know if this request for investigation is what I, I've already done, but it's probably not. I did a dispute with the credit reporting agencies, all three of them. 
and um, I put in the information of, you know, that they this this company hasn't validated or verified this debt, um, and they and I already told them, you know, I demanded that they don't report on my credit report until they validated, but they already did. So then they experienced sent back and said that um, basically it's in process. So I guess what in process means is that the other the company done sent them back some information and I guess experience think that it's just okay now and they're going to just keep reporting or whatever. So first of all, has anybody else removed it? No. Not oh, I haven't I haven't heard back from TransUnion or um the other one, whatever the other one is. I haven't heard so, back from so them. So the, the first thing is Okay, so the first thing is when somebody else removes it, then you can always use that as a ground for removal on the other on the other ones. Um, if they haven't removed it from your credit report, then um, if if Equifax or whatever it is comes back and they say, oh well, you know, uh, you know, that's our final answer, or whatever, you can always go back and dispute it again. One of the things I find that's helpful is the continuance of a dispute. Dispute if if, mm. if they come back and say one time that okay, well. We decided that it's yours. Well, okay, uh-huh. I'm going to dispute it again. Usually by the third time, okay. they'll, they'll take it off. Okay. I, I figured that it, it had to probably be more than one time because um, I was listening to somebody who does this. It was a lady, like some credit reporting thing, and she was saying, like, you know, a robot is there to pick up the yeah, letters it's a bot. or some shit. Yeah, it's a, and yep, they can it's a they can yep. find words that you use, and then they know how to send the letter back to you. So okay, yeah, I it's can, a I yeah, it's a that. it's a box. Yep, and, and if anybody else needs help with that, y'all can always hit me up, man. Uh, you know, I'm definitely in the space of help people clean their credit and getting things off like that. Um, but you can do mm-hmm. it yourself too, and that's the beauty. That's the beauty of it is being able to do it yourself. So one of the things that, that I would do, like I you know like I said before, is we can't continue to 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 send in a dispute, you know, had them do an investigation. Once it comes back, if they're still trying to tell you that, that it's yours, dispute it again. And then if that don't work, yeah. dispute it again. There's diff- and there's different okay. things that you can dispute it based on. Um, like, for instance, student loans will be considered to be fraudulent, depending upon how they're mm-hmm. taken out. And, and mm-hmm. if they're over a, cer- a certain amount, most debt supposed to be wiped off after seven years. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I'm I mean, just at that point. Jubilee and all of that. I, we're at the point where, you know, we're not trying to pull the trigger. Because I remember when we talked to you a few weeks ago, you know, you were saying, like, you can go into court for, you know, um, them transferring your um, this so-called debt. And um, you know that it was it wasn't it wasn't done um, you know in good faith and all the rest of those things, but because you're a Fourteenth Amendment and you have no standing, like they'll crush you. So you know I wanna we wanna move forward with the suit, but it seemed more uh, I don't know the word to use, but it just seemed more like it had more oomph with it if the trust was actually suing them. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, well, well you just got to remember that if the trust is suing them, um, one one of the things that I found that a lot of judges will try to say is that if the trust is suing them, then the obligation has to be in the name of the trust. Oh, oh, try to pull some shit yeah. like that. Yeah. But 
You got to make sure. If that's the case, but the trust owns, you, you don't you don't convey everything over to the trust, though. Right. But, like, for instance, if you convey, if we're talking about a mortgage and the mortgage ain't in the name of the trust, right, the actual mortgage yeah. payment, not just, not just the deed, but the actual payment. So you want to put the the actual payment on the the name of the trust on the payment information. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess I guess I have to get a consultation with you because it's it's something that we really want to pursue, but yeah, we want to do it correctly. With that. You know. Yeah, because I dealt with yeah. that with a, with a brother, um, and, and that was one of the things that we learned. Um, from that particular situation because the case got kicked out and they came back and they said, hey, listen, you know, you could sue in the name of the trust, but the obligation is not in the name of the trust. Yeah. Even having yeah. Exec- even having the, even having the executive letter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it seems like a catch-22, a catch you know, where we at right now and, you know, I want to I wanna yep. be victorious in everything that we do, so... Um, I think I'm, I will set up a console so we can um, get to some um, remedy because it's coming close time okay. to decide yes. how we're going to move. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'll be happy to talk to you. All right, Joey. Thank I'll you for to tonight. You. I'll, I'm I'll touch base with you soon, okay? Oh, absolutely. Right. I appreciate you calling yeah. in. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right peace, peace to the God. Peace to the God. Let's go to 646-866. Or six eight six six on the line. All right, I'm gonna keep it moving. Let's go to nine one zero seven five three on the line. Yo, peace to the God, Joey. What's good? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm wonderful, magnificent, and great. You know, I'm glad that the money's flowing to everybody on the line, G. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Let it keep flowing. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hey, I looked at your video last night again. Um, the one you was in the talking about the um the case last night. The um the Abraham Lincoln joint. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah no, doubt. Doubt. no doubt. It's powerful case, boy. Yeah, the one on Instagram. And yeah, you was going over. Um, yeah, you was going over. You dropped the jewels in it too. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, yeah, I can't wait for this webinar too, man. Because like, um, I see what you um. See where you're leading up to, man. You like on uh, setting the stage. Cause like all the information yeah, you're dropping tonight, man. I gotta, yeah, I gotta um, go back and listen to this show again. I can't wait to you upload it, man, so I can go ahead and um, yeah, tap I, into I it heavily. You. I appreciate mm-hmm. you checking out that Instagram video. Yeah, I was up like on um, four o'clock in the morning looking at it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, yeah, the yeah, thing I've been trying to tell people, man, is there's so much um, remedy out here that for us to use. We just we just be neglected. Man, I'm telling you, like we got that, you know? we got the natural. What do you call it, like useful land? You know what I'm saying? Like in the teachers are like um, you know, each one teach one of the nations of the um 120 lessons and all that like that says um useful land. You know what I mean? That's right. So um, that's, that's what right. it's all about, man. We got a useful land, like on um, you just got to utilize. I got all the tools. You got everything to set up a business, buy a house, credit. I mean, like on um, getting niggas out of situations, anything, man, like, we just got to utilize it, so, like, um, you can't, man, you know, you a, can't say you ain't got everything, man. Resources. I'm trying well, to tell for, for us to have, to use. That's right. Yeah, man. 
That's right. It's a, and, it's a um, wealth of resources, boy. Yeah, G. And um, there was something I seen about um, Kansas, your city, man, saying something about, I don't know what, I forgot what it was. It's just, I, every time I see your city, I made me think about you. So I'm like, um, you know, good things is happening, you know what I'm saying, around your way too, bro. So, you know, yeah, I mean, man. I mean, you, I mean, you know, it's, it's, yeah. where you at? I'm right here in North Carolina, G. In North Carolina, okay, yeah. Man, listen, man, you know, the the, the, the powerful thing about this info, you know, is that you can use it anywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it don't matter whether you're in North Carolina, South Carolina, Missouri, yeah. Kansas, or Georgia. Yeah, because you just said um, you know. the supremacy clause. The supremacy clause, damn right. One of the most yeah. important things that they, that they could have done. To, to make sure that they are the trees. Word up, man. I'm one of the trees. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got saying? to, man. You got to. Protect. Yeah. Yeah. Protected persons. I, I did that yeah, show right last year on protected persons, man. That'd be worth some people going back and listening to right about now, you know? Man, you, you got to, man. Like, um, if you, if you, yeah, you're right. Yeah, man. Straight up, bro. Straight up. I mean, protected persons yeah, is a, you know, I mean, because it, the thing, the thing a lot of us tend to forget with, with this information is that you do come under a form of protection, man, once you have a proper status. You know, what type of protection is there for for for, for people who call themselves something like civilly dead African American? There's no protection for that. Man, they ain't got Yes and right. I'm to tell you, like, uh, they sh- hey, hey, bro, hey, Joey, hey, they um. Uh, they 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 shooting rappers every day and they killing black folks. They shooting rappers and killing black folks. So like, come on man, come on man. They shooting rappers like, and killing black folks every day. Every That's day, saying, man. man. Like I was telling, don't la- don't label me that black. Or, you know, and I have no problem. Black is a beautiful coat, right? It's not, yeah, but it's not a nationality. So don't label nah, me man. black. Don't label me Negro or African American or nothing. Hell no. No, for real, like um. Believe, believe that one of one of the um the ancient ones, you know what I mean? Man, listen, you go if you go call anything, you know you call me God. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah, 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 the I true mean, living. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the, the word nigga, yes, it did mean God, right? Naga and yeah. all that, and I get it, right? Yeah. The serpent. But when we talk, when we talking about uh, civilly and, and civically. Man, yeah. you better not call me no 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 nigga or black person. You better define me by a nationality and keep it that way. Hey, bro, uh, you know what's a, crazy? That's, that's a foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Cause like, listen, man. Uh, I was on um, like last Sunday, man. I happened to um ate across this restaurant right across the street from um the local courthouse here, right? And um, I see a BMW pull up in the courthouse parking lot, right? It's like they no cars in the parking lot, but he, the person who gets out, it's the um, it's like the head DA of the of this area. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow, he was in street clothes in a polo t-shirt, polo golf shirt, or whatever. And I'm like, huh? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. There's some people in the background. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, like um, like so I'm like, wow, man, like he it was on like any given Sunday, he was in there studying his own lessons, man. So I'm like, man, what in the world is we doing on Sunday besides going to the bootlegger and, and messing around, BSing? You know what I mean? 
That's why. That's one of the reasons too why I do my shows on Sundays, man. Because you know historically yeah. we always, you know, you know, growing up we would go to Sunday school, right, in, in the church. You know, and, yeah, the Christian, and black, as, the Christian you know, black code. You know that? that. That's right. That's right. The Christian black code. Mm-hmm. You know, so h- historically our people would yeah. be in churches. You know, and, yep. and you know, with us being set up as an ecclesiastical organization, I feel that my duty. To, to come on, on you know, even Friday. Friday is a holy day. It's like Sunday. Holy day it's too, yeah. Holy day. Oh Man, yeah. Them holy days. Exactly. So then we got to take advantage like that, and it's the first Sunday too. You know what I'm saying? New, new, uh, new, new energy coming in. Papa energy is in here now. Yep. That just came by. You yep. know, I know you've been keeping yep. you know, up with all uh, with the cypher Man, and shit with like that. that. So with, with that scorpion yeah, the new moon, moon yeah. that just came through here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man, we. That, that was real powerful, man. Listen, dude, the energy was real hot. Matter of fact, that was a high ritual night. People was doing some heavy it was. that night. Me you too. Know, yeah, damn right, bro. I try to keep myself protected. Man, bro, I can't, hey, bro. I, I, the ancestors, man, protect us. I'm, I'm up here. I do. I'm doing. I'm doing on uh, Tai Chi with um Tai Chi Chi Gong with my shoes off. You know what I'm saying? So like surrounded by um, oh, pine trees, dope. nigga. You feel me? <laughs> oh, that's like, real though. I'm that's, get, that's real. I'm getting, the, I'm getting the energy. I'm getting the energy from the air, the up, the up, up there and below. You know what I'm saying? Everything. You know what I'm saying? Overseeing, understanding, and um, understanding. So, you know what it is, G man. I'm glad to hear from you, G. So, uh, I'm can't wait for you webinar, but I'm gonna ease off the line, let the next, G. Oh, you know, yeah. regardless, oh, yeah, whatever. Absolutely. And, and, and before you get off, I'm gonna give you yeah. a couple of books. Uh, I'll give you a couple of yeah. books you can you can get your hands on, all right? That I I have here in my collection. I've been reading. One is called The Mental okay. Warrior. The Mental okay, Warrior, I got. Called, okay, another and that that deals with um Quan Quan which is a style of martial okay. arts, all right? Um, another mm-hmm. one is Path to Enlightenment, all right? Um, and then there's yeah. another one called The Sixteen Secret, Secrets of Chi, which deals with the Feng Shui. So, you know, you know uh, feng shui, as they say. Okay. I got you. You know, and, I, and I'd also recommend, you know, you get your feng shui bracelet. The what? A feng, a, a feng shui bracelet. Okay, yeah, yeah, feng shui, yeah, I got you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I gotta get a couple things for you. Yeah, I hear you. Yep. Couple things. Yeah, for peace, you man. I appreciate. You. I got you, no bro. Doubt, Thank bro. you, man. I appreciate you calling, bro. Okay, bro. You welcome. Go on, Have bro. a good day, bro. Uh, good night. Peace, you. All right, peace, bro. You too. One. All right, uh, one. Let's go to six one eight six seven one. You're on the line. Peace to the God. What up? Peace to the God. I'm all right, man. Chill, chill, chill. Listen to this awesome show. You know what I mean? Thank I you, hope bro. you got the email. I hope you checked your email, brother, man. No, but, I didn't uh, get no email. Uh, what, what did you send it to? Hmm. Make more commerce? Uh, make more commerce, yeah. I did not yeah, get an email from you. Um, hmm, I'll, take, I'll take another look because I, I just checked it today. I didn't see no email. <laughs> and, and I tried to call you back, hmm. too. I couldn't find that damn St. Louis number to call from. You Whoa, okay. Number. So I had uh, you said text you. Well, I th- okay, I I'm gonna text from that number right now. 
Yeah, I caught that other number that, that you was having issues on, but um, hit me on that on that St. Louis number, and this way I can um, I can reach out back out to you. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Because that, informa- that information you gave me, there's some there's some stuff I can I can pass along to you that will uh, assist you in that journey. Hmm. Say that one more time. You kind of broke up. That information that, that information that you were sending me. There's some there's some stuff that I can pass along to you to help assist you in that journey. Hmm. Okay. 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 Indeed. 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 Okay. Indeed. I was thinking, I probably got to send it to you, man. I don't know what the fuck, man. That guy. It's like. They got this shit bugged. I know they got my shit bugged, but goddamn, I can't. Yeah, just text me from that other line, man, because they, they be playing with your line, man. I had people playing with my phones, bro. I think so. I, to be honest with you, I think my damn phone is mirrored. Like, somebody else got my phone. Someone else. Like shit, because you country. know, man. Yeah, yeah, bro. I be seeing messages. And then we too close. Cool. They bro. looking I'm at like, the, what the fuck? Yeah, and they're looking at our fucking error code and shit. They're like, oh, these motherfuckers are too close. Some, there's, there's some highly, there's some highly unlawful, illegal shit going on. Mm-hmm. They be they show with people's they phones. The they show yeah, man, they be fucking with my phone, bro. You know, they, they, listen, bro. I, like, like I told y'all a while back, man. They, especially last year, man. They did everything they could fucking with me, man. From fucking with my phone to my. My email accounts, my Dropbox, my internet, uh, you know, to playing with my food and my water and my air. They even did that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, man, why don't I leave me fuck alone? Let me do my, yeah, my work. They show me. Yep. They, they hit me in the air with the chemtrail shit. I'm going on these planes be driving like geographically, geo fucking whatever the fuck it is. Right above the home. Yeah, man, that's why you got to fucking listen, bro. That's why it's. Uh, Dr. Deborah Grace talk about the diodes, right? And and putting the diodes in the yard and or or, or putting them on the back of your mm. phone and shit like that. And and that shit was crucial, man, because it's, I mean that, that's you know because these people these people go to great lengths to tap into your shit to see what you're doing. I drive a nice car, they think I'm selling drugs. I'm like, man, I don't know shit. No. Fucking nuts, man. Like, damn, yeah, more can't have yeah, a nice yeah. car. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, man. Um, hit me, hit me though, so I can, I can send you that info. Um, I got some, I got some good info, man. I'm working on, I'm working on setting up some real powerful stuff right now, man. So, you know, Indeed, I got, yeah. I got a lot Indeed. of, I got, a lot of I got a lot of extra time. So, yeah, definitely hit me okay. with that. Alright, alright, alright. Um, shit, pertaining to the subject matter. Um, yeah, yeah. The breakup. What you think about the? Sh- I like how you the subject matter. Yeah, I mean, I like how you introduced the uh, the right to association and not the right to non-association. You know, as a fundamental liberty. You know, because that That's kind right. of puts you back in your power. It's like talking about that. It's like I have to remember that this constitution does not give me any rights you know it's my liberty is already secured and it's expressed in this trust yeah adventure. yeah they already secured in that's, the fucking bill of right. rights your, your, your rights come from your rights come from god right mm-hmm. or, the, or 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 for let's use a better time your rights come from the creator they endowed upon mm-hmm. the creator at birth a cosmic cosmic creator and then 
you know, it, it trickles down from there. And the Constitution does nothing but keep them in check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keeps them so in it's check. like, when I started you know? thinking about that, right, so I started thinking about, like, okay, so if my rights are violated, then basically it's how we have to learn how to throw up suits and complaints on our own because we have suits and complaints drawn up on us all the fucking time. We have to learn how Correct. to draw up suits and complaints, you know, in our proper person. You know, so I started thinking. Yeah, I agree. The, you know, I agree. You, you do. You do have to, and that's why one of the first things we talked about was improper persona, right? It, so understanding how to come in uh, as as the real the real man or the real woman, right? Or, or the the real party of interest if you're dealing with the trust, <laughs> and then how to actually. Um, adjudicate properly in that system, right? I mean, you know, this is a you know this is a this is a real tough system, right? To, to, to for people to navigate, you know, yes, and, and they right. they want you they want you in this system. So much magic that they use. Man, yes, it is, bro. Listen, they, they, these people try everything they can to get you in that system. <laughs> For real, shit is robotic. They, they do everything they can. It's robotic. You forget. Mm-hmm. Like I talked about on my Instagram video, man. You know, um, you know they they blackballed me, slowed down my sales, okay, and then and and, and then try to and basically try to force me to go back to work. I'm, you know, wow. so, so they can't have a reason to. To, to take a minimum contact. Is that legal? Hell no, it's not. They did it. They, they tried to do it strategically. Mm. But see, I got to mm. I'm going to speak on the shit. I'm going to speak on it because, because, it, because it's not fair. It's not okay. But because I have, uh, I, I look to a greater source for my protection, but I don't, mm. I don't worry about, 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 about what they do. But it's the truth. Yeah, man. Yep, yep, yep. They black, they blackballed the shit out of myself. But yeah, yeah. how you doing? Good. You know. But you know, it's 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 how they move, though. You know what I'm saying? When, when they when they want you to to move into uh, the the realm of the public, you know, so they can come in and do uh, a, a minimum contact against. And say, well, look, wow. the and that's all they, that's all the fucking chess. That's their chess. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, that's that's, that's a chess piece. Yeah, that's a chess piece for them. Yeah, that's a chess piece for them. Well, we can't get them like that's this. So maybe we can get them like this. Yeah. Hmm. Good for Well, listen, I teach commerce, man. So, so for 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 them to come in and, and <laughs> want to drain my commerce, I find it hilarious. Right. This is America. What, what are y'all doing? This is America. Exactly. Land of the free, home this of the brave. America, dog. Land of the free, man. Ooh, you know. You write the contract. You can't. Dog. You can't lawfully. That's why with what you mentioned about about being able to 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 execute um, a suit, right? It's really important mm-hmm. to know how to do a suit. And one of the things they said. Is if you if you are a corporate ward, right? 
Um, meaning that you you under their protection, right, in some form or fashion as, as a ward of the state, right, and you can't sue them. That's what that's another reason, you know, that they don't want you suing them. That's why that's what that's what sovereign immunity is about. Stay dangerous, man. Well, stay peaceful. The peaceful warrior is the one that wins. Indeed. Indeed. Yo. Damn it. I got a question. I have a question of trust real quick. You got it, bro. And, uh, a client in, uh, Missouri. So, in St. Missouri, you know, it's, it's a certain type of, it's a, because I've done a couple trusts in Missouri, but the express trust mm-hmm. is done in a different court. Not done in the same court mm-hmm. as we do your regular decorations and shit. So mm-hmm. I was looking over studying the certification of trusts. Okay. So would it be, um, I guess, not deviating from the script, but I'm just thinking because I'm looking at it, I'm like, hmm, because I had, I tried to go uh, get a bank account at U.S. Bank maybe like two weeks ago. In St. Louis. Oh, don't go to U.S. And, Bank because uh, they ain't gonna open. They ain't gonna open one up at U.S. Bank for you. They're gonna turn you. They're gonna turn you away if you try to do express trust of U.S. Bank. I'll tell you that now. No, no, Bank no, 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 no. I was trying to do. No, 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 no. Not, not express trust. Just a regular uh, trust. This is my personal stuff. Just uh, the the state. Okay. I was trying to get bank out my state, and uh, he was. Uh, and it's crazy. The guy that ended up, I ended up with. He was a fucking mason. And uh, he bothered me. He's saying that, you know, if it's a trust, if it's in the state, that he fights in the fight in the state, then, uh, it, you know, it should be some kind of will or something. And if the party's dead, and this is now like, all this and that, and I'm like, huh. So he's looking at the beneficiaries, looking at the declaration of trust for this is in that state, blah, blah, blah. So uh, after that, I started, you know, let me start looking at to the certification of trust. So, you know, the certification of trust, and then and I looked it up in Missouri as well. And it's yeah, it tells, you exact, it tells you exactly what you need to have on there. Mm-hmm. Besides, you know, everything but the damn beneficiary. So I'm asking, so would that be, right. so can I use that in lieu of the declaration of trust with, uh, with a financial Yeah, you're supposed to. With the, you're supposed okay, to. Okay, with the yeah, 5575 yeah. and... Yeah, authorized yep. representative yep. You're supposed from to. And the reason the why that's on the damn. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're supposed to. And the, the reason the reason behind that is because if you don't, mm-hmm. essentially what they do is they'll, they'll consider um, any any information that you give them, they have to consider it to be a fact. So so you say that one more time. Them, uh, fade it up. So yeah, sorry about that. So anything that you give them, they have to consider it to be a fact. So, so if you give them a declaration, they're just gonna they're gonna consider everything on the declaration as being true. They don't even double check the shit. So you give them a trust cert. Trust cert gives you specifics that you would give them, and then they go off of that. And the bank is not liable for what you give them. So if you give them misinformation, they're not liable for that. Um, oh. in, the, in the instance of, you understand what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's important. That's why it's important. To give them a trust cert. Okay. 
Okay, okay, got you. So, would you, damn, so then what the fuck is it? Huh. So, okay, so if Jonah's having, uh, if they say in Fulton County now, like, yo, we don't want y'all to put these minutes in, uh, transferring these, uh, you know, expressing these motherfucking securities into the damn trust, um, keep the shit to yourself. Um, okay, maybe I kind of went too far on that. So, bro, what well, I'm trying to think well, is this. Well, here's, here's the thing, here's the thing about, about, about certain places. The courts. Right? Yes. They're called. Yeah, every every court is different, but they call them disposed and non-disposed. So disposed and non-disposed. Yeah. So what happens is is that when they start telling you that you can't put certain things into your court record, that means that they Mm -hmm. the case has been disposed. It's been disposed of. And one of the things that y'all gotta realize is when you go to yeah when when you go to Georgia, you setting up a superior court, and, and and what you're doing is you're just putting a declaration on the record. But it doesn't give you an open case. That's why that's one of the reasons why why I tell y'all to take it a step further and go into probate and open up a probate file for for the actual estate of of the trust because mm. because then it allows you to put stuff into an open record. Mm. Mm. Because it is a trust. That's, that's, how, that's they how they work. And that's how that's yeah. the department that they yeah. 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 trust the shit. Yeah, that's how trust is administered. Okay. Right. That's how trust is administered. That's right. Because that's how it's done in Missouri. Because check this out. I was doing uh unincorporated religious joint in Missouri. Most of my shit is in Missouri. So I I go to one of these counties, I ain't even gonna say the names out here. And uh it was crazy. The bailiff was an Asiatic woman. She was tripping. You know what I'm saying? You know, she, she mm-hmm. her energy was to block me. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, everything happens divinely. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not even going to say that. So I went to the courthouse uh, to do the regular, a regular trust. And so she blocked me. And to the point that, to the point that they called other people to come and remove her. And had me come out of the, the the court, like I couldn't even go in type stuff. And uh, and this is like maybe like COVID first hit type shit. And uh, so uh, she she tripping and blah, blah, blah. So I go outside. They excuse me, go outside. So I think it was her boss, the the head of the fucking bailiffs, come out apologizing. This is meant to me. This is number how she was acting. And then right after, somebody else got. Basically, like, they told him to go outside to cool down because he had just got into an argument with St. Bainless. And so he was like, what's going on? I'm like, turn around and look. So he saw the whole thing go on. I was like, that's exactly, that's his hunt. This is this. So it's crazy. He went, he was the, man, that's crazy, man. He was the head of the motherfucker. Um, he was her boss, man. He was a Jew. And he asked, he was like trying to be cool with him. He was like trying to calm everything down. He's like, what are you here for? I was like, man, I'm just here to file this truck. He's like, oh. You go to probate, and when he said probate, I was like, "Nah, that's not where I filed this trust." But, huh? Thank now you telling me where I go file this trust. No, he, t- he he told you where to go, though. That's the correct spot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 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 Yeah, he told you where to go. I mean, I mean, you know, they try to they they try to deter me in certain instances. You know, they they've, they've come up to me and said, "Are you sure you want to file this?" 
It doesn't do anything. I'm thinking like, if I got the law in my hand, I, yeah, yeah, they took the lawyers out sometimes to talk to talk to me. You know, after I had already filed um, two trusts there, you know, so they, you know, they don't they don't want everybody doing that because they know the extent of doing that, you know, and, and how much effect mm. it really has. Mm. It's a powerful process. Mm. So it's filing it in the in the. Uh, in Superior Court or Circuit Court, whatever it's called, in whatever state you're in, that's just putting it in the record. So you're saying actual probate, yeah. that's actually creating a case from yeah. the record. Yep. Yep. Mm, then you be, okay, then you have an actual case number. That's what you mean, but it's going to be an open record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so what you what you got to do, man, if you're in Missouri, all you got to do is, is really, it's all in it. So if you look up the trust law in Missouri on the probate, it tells you everything that, that needs to be done. Or you can just call down mm-hmm. there. And, and this could be done in any state. Just call, oh, you call up here. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's real straightforward. Oh, if you need no. some help, you know, you can hit me up. But it's real straightforward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if they block it, you pass what the law says, it's just because, you know, you got gate. No, nah, they ain't blocking you know, it. Listen, never, never in Missouri. Missouri's always been sweet to me. I don't. Fuck around. So, yeah, I, I haven't had any problems in Missouri or Kansas. You know, I'm and, and I'm from Kansas. Kansas is a free state. You know, damn. Okay. You know, yeah, it always was a free state. So, you know, but, yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean, I, I yeah, I think what you got to do though, because you're you in Illinois. You know, if, even if you decided to do to do it in Illinois, you know, just look a little deeper into your probate code. Mm, okay. You know, if you don't okay. if you don't okay. find it the first time, look again. And if you don't find it the second time, then hit me up. Okay. I got you. I think I got this motherfucker printed out too. I got you, indeed. Indeed. Okay. Make sure make sure you shoot well, yeah, me, man. Uh, should we should we attack with that with Oh man, I got you. I got you. And I got you. Alright. And I'll and I'll I'll get with you. Uh, I'm gonna do that at eleven eleven, so you know. I'm gonna do that at eleven eleven. Okay, God. Indeed. All right, that's that. Peace to God. Peace, Doc. Uh, let's go to 310 403 on the line. Yeah, what up, Joey? Peace, it's Will. What's happening? Peace, Doc. Ain't nothing, man. Yeah, great show as usual. Thank you, bro. Doing well. Doing, doing great. Fantastic, all that. That's good. That's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. Weather warming back oh, up, you know, at that time. That time. Oh, yeah. oh you know, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely that time. That's right. That's right. Yeah. This is my first yeah. time uh, of the year. No, no doubt. No doubt. I grew up in the cold weather, so uh, I had enough of that when I was little. Now, now uh, I'm, I'm loving summertime, man. <laughs> Dude, I fucking hate the cold weather, man. <laughs> I am not saying y'all, so well. yeah, y'all get it. But, uh, yeah, man. Um, y'all, y'all kind of sparked my interest in the last last couple calls just because uh, you know you're talking about the probate and everything uh, and looking up those laws. Um, you know how they they do out here, man. They they like to block. But um, what? 
what do you do when, when you try to when you try to go to probate to open that up and they insist that you know a death certificate or something is needed to open up probate or they don't even want to file a test. Yeah, so so most times what they have you do is they'll have you do a petition and you can do a petition mm-hmm. to open up uh, in the state file. Even if the person hasn't passed away yet, right? Or that because you know, a lot of times, you know, people will start estates and they, they ain't dead, you know. It's just it's called estate planning. Mm-hmm. So so you do a petition. Oh, okay. And then it's the, then it gets to a judge or whoever, and then they let you yep. open it up. Because I know when you call in, man, they tell you every which way they're not going to open one up unless the person's dead or anything. Right, exactly. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. So it's a state gotcha. plan there. But if you do a, let's say you do a petition. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just basically like a simple one, administrative for a small state mm-hmm. or something like that. And just open that mm-hmm. up Okay. That's right. But that's what I was wondering. That's right. what I was wondering. Um, my other question, with that, with, you know, like when you put in your, your declaration and stuff on on the record, um, I know some states, um, like you were messing with, they actually got laws that say, hey, they're supposed to petition to even get a copy of anything on your trust. They got to step to the trustee and all that. But other states might not have that law. Is it is it still that, yeah, that's what you happens go to is, probate and do it there? Yeah, what happens is, is and not every state does their trust in probate, but what happens is is that yeah. if they don't ask you to do a petition, they may have a form for you to fill out. Or you may just um in some places you may just file the declaration. Mm-hmm. It's different everywhere yeah, you go. Yeah. Like when I um for instance, like when I started the tribe, you know, I didn't have to do a petition. Right? I just had I had to just, I had to go in with my foundational documents and then put it into a trust. So, but but it, but it wasn't it wasn't a, a, a instance where I had to do um, a, a petition for probate because nobody was dead in the tribe, right? I mean, there were there were there's not a dead entity. Right, and 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 really, even even when you're doing it for the illegus, right? The, the illegus, the the, the illegus name is technically what they call a silver more two, but the natural person behind that is not. Mm-hmm. But see, then you start it starts getting a little tricky because their paperwork they want to know the date of death, you know, birth or death certificate and all that stuff. Yeah, they ask a lot of questions, man. Um, so, so a lot of times, what I tell you to do is do your own petition. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, this is estate planning, and not, yeah, I got you. Right. Figure out how to get it in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then do, do your own petition. Right. Right. And then what was the other thing I had? Oh, like uh, I've been going back and uh, you know listening to the, uh, the what's it called the uh, the unincorporated uh, webinar and then the newer one you did too on those. Oh yeah, um, that webinar was so fire. Yeah. It was so much information we dropped on that mug. 
Yeah, yeah. If anybody doesn't have that one, they definitely need that. I mean, that makes Man, sure. Go, yeah, go pick that up. Y'all got that. Come on, it was definitely fine. Yeah, and, yeah, and the shit it. works too. The information is, you know, I be I be trying to show I be trying to show niggas, man. You know, don't don't sleep on the info, man. I be trying to show them, but you know, mm-hmm. it's only for those with ears to hear and eyes to see. Now, question for you is, when you do those, uh, and you do those unincorporated DBAs. Um, I say you do it, the spiritual name, you know, doing business as, you know, whatever your unincorporated is, and that, that's not really right. You really want to have the trustee, whoever the trustee is going to be, do that DBA. So you could do it a couple of different you, ways. Well, I, I've, I've done it where the trust is doing business as um, that entity, or, or it, it can be so. So the trust to do business as that entity. If if you under your spiritual name are doing business under that entity, that's fine. And, and then if you want to use your leakage to do a business as that entity, you could do it. It's about how you decide mm-hmm. to set it up. There, there really is no there's no rule book okay. for this shit. It's about what works for you right. the best. I mean, you know, for me, I, I have a trust relationship, so I try to keep things in that particular relationship, you know, together, but you know, I think that that's, that's what's important about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, th- there's no set rules to it. I would just say, make sure that you try to do it where, you know, you're keeping your, your, your minimum contact, um, you know, to a low, you know, and you're doing it, you know, with, with the best, um, putting yourself in the best position possible. Right. And you, the account, should it just be like a non-interest checking account? Or even for that situation, it should be a non-interest bearing trust account as well? Or does that... Yeah, so, so, so actually what, what happens is is that the, the, the trust account is a checking account. So it's just a non-interest bearing account. Um, but you, t- so like for instance, when you set it up, you're setting up a trust account. Um, and then they'll give you the option of a savings or checking. But... So it'd be a savings trust or a checking trust, and then there's the non-interest or the interest-bearing account part of it. Now, now if y'all doing the PPP loan, then you want to set up an interest-bearing account. And you want to set that up under the business if you're doing PPP. This way, like, for instance, if you're paying yourself, you know, or something like that, then it's going to an interest-bearing account. There's different ways that, that you can do this. Yeah, that's PPP, man. Um, that's an interesting one to me. So, yeah, I, I guess maybe I don't it know is, enough about it. I feel it kind of scares me a yeah, little bit. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, you got to know the ins and outs of that thing. If anybody needs help with it, y'all can always set up a console with me. But, I mean, it's a it's one of them things where, you know, the, the, you, gotta, you just got to be careful, man, with what you're doing. You know, and you got to do it correctly, you know, depending on how you do it, you know. Better be coming and loading Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because, uh, because, believe me, I mean, they have rules to that thing. That's, that's why I was saying, you know, because you got to pay yourself. You know, most of the people they get the money and they just spend it. They don't, they don't understand that you actually have to, you have to do payroll with it. So if you're a sole proprietor, mm-hmm. you you pay yourself. It goes into one account. You pay yourself into another account. 
Yeah, yeah, man. Other than that, you know, great show. So, uh, thank you, bro. Uh, appreciate just it. Sit back and listen. Wait for wait for overtime with Hollywood and uh, get back <laughs> and soak it all up. <laughs> right, right, exactly. No shit, no shit. Yeah, I'm here, man. I, I appreciate it, man. You know, I'm uh, trying to get a little bit more consistent, man. With with you know, get back to how we used to drop it. You know, and just keep it going. That's what's up. So, so, all right. So, good to hear from you, bro. Yeah, you too. All right, peace. Okay, peace, God. Uh, who, who, Richard, in the chat? So I'm on my DMX shit, and I ain't getting killed like DMX though. They gave him COVID, but I, but I do got uh, an American bulldog. She will, she will rip your ass. Three one six three zero eight. What up? You on the line? Peace to the God. What's good, brother Joy? What's good, brother Joy. It's all good. Peace to the God. That's what's up. Oh, yeah. That's what's up, man. Oh, I'm doing wonderful, magnificent, great as always. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Good to hear. Talk to me. Oh yeah. Man, I shoot, I just wanted to give you your flowers while you was here, brother Joy. I appreciate your consistency in dropping this information to the people, man, because we need it. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Appreciate you know what I'm saying? That, and and I, I I know you don't get your flowers a lot of times because we, we forget to give, give our people our flowers while they're here. So, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to make sure I did uh, that. I, 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 you know I, what I'm saying? I appreciate that. I ain't going nowhere no time soon. But I, I I appreciate you giving them to me. Matter of fact, you you can give me some plants because I like plants. My, 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 and, I, and plants grow, flowers die. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I, actually, I'm, I'm gonna do something. I'll do something better for you. Give me some seeds. I'll give you, so plants, I I give you seeds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, give me, me some seeds, seeds, my brother. You know, yeah. every time you eat an apple, the seed from an apple can grow in an apple tree. So, you know, uh, I, I'm telling you, don't don't give me flowers. Give me plants and seeds. You know, there it is. Yeah, like man, I, I just appreciate you. But thank you. I God. just appreciate you dropping the info, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, no, you know, uh, us, bro- us brothers here in the Midwest, man, we need to hear a lot of this info from you, man, because you one of the brothers here in the Midwest with us. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I like to hear your perspective. Foundation, foundational principles, bro. I, listen, man, I stand on what I what I talk about, man. You know. So I said, there's one thing about me, bro. I, I ain't going to sugarcoat shit. I'm going to tell you how I feel. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And that, hey, uh, you know. Hey, we you appreciate know, you for I, doing I, it, bro. I deserve to write like Donna say. It changed my mind. Oh, yeah. And you should be able to. You know what I'm saying? Because as you learn new and better information, you had a right to change your mind when you get that new and better That's information. Right. Yep, exactly. That's a fact. You know? So that's what I said. I just appreciate you being consistent with giving our people the information because I know at times it can be discouraging. That's why I said I want to give you some seeds and plants right now. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Thank, thank you, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, man. I, like, like, like I tell, like I tell um, niggas on Instagram, man, it's hard to know who you can trust, but you can't trust yourself. You know, and I, I trust my ability to be able to, to, to continue to grow in this info and, and, and drop it, man. You know what I'm saying? 
Cause it's it's it's, it's hey, like bro, you it's, doing it's, it. it's people in my own family who don't want me talking about talking about this information. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, you know the saying is there's one in every family. Of course it is. I got a, about a dozen of them. You know, it's man. I got so many mm-hmm. people around me, bro, who don't want me teaching, man. You know, who, who don't who don't want to see me be successful with this information. I'm like, I've been doing this shit for what six, seven years, just on the radio. I'm like, you know, yeah. man, I'm not I'm not stopping just because you want to dim my light. No. Yeah, like the young lady said, hand us some shade. Yeah, here's some shade for you. You yeah. go dim your own life. You need dim in mine. That's facts, Brother Joy. Like I said, bro, I just wanted to make sure I gave you your seeds and plants while you're here. Uh, and, again, appreciate you consistently dropping the knowledge. And I'm going to just throw this out there. I'm waiting for the Friday morning show to come back. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, you know what, man? I, we're gonna bring it back, man. Um, I, I was I was trying to holler at John a while back on that, and he was he was saying that he was gonna be doing some other stuff. But I'm thinking about bringing it back, just regardless, just just because people need it, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely something that uh, I'm looking forward to doing to do. So well, and I and I and I think it's I think it's very I think it's very powerful just because you know on Fridays that's the holy day so. Y'all to come in in the morning like that with the holy word for us on the holy day. You know what I'm saying? It just it just yeah, lines that's up. That's a fact. Well, you know, um, within the next week or two, bro, definitely gonna bring you back. Don't even worry about it. Well, we appreciate that, God. And with that, peace to the God. Hey, God, peace, God, peace, peace. Let's go to six three one seven nine six. You're on the line. Peace to the God. Peace. I'm so happy and thankful. All sons of money come to me quickly and easily. I'm so happy and thankful for the wealth of knowledge that my teachers keep blessing us with. Sensei. Absolutely. What's going on with with, with Friday? Friday and um the the uh, private memberships. We're working on. What do you mean, Friday and the private membership? Be more the, specific. The, the forty, the forty dollars. Yeah, I'm working on bringing. That. I was supposed to have all of that up, man. Um, the person that was helping me, they they got a little neglectful, so I'm working on trying to have everything up. Um, hopefully by the end of this month, and then we'll start. So, so plan on uh, for June. We'll, we'll start the trust classes in June. That's that's my goal. I'm just saying, you got some hungry students, you know. <laughs> I know one of them. I know, I know. People need people need the information, man. So I plan on in June having having that ready to go, so people can sign up for the class. I say it'd be forty dollars. It'd be forty dollars a month. Um, for people who don't know, it's forty dollars a month for the trust classes. Um, we'll have uh, one class a week, and we'll, we'll just be going into different things on trust, man. You know, answering questions and building. And it it either be on uh, it'll probably be on GoToMeeting or Zoom or something too. But we'll just be building, man. Um, and it's just you know it, it's part of the private membership, so you know keep us on point. Peace, I say, Sensei, are you? Keep us on point. Thank you. Yep. My bad, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> No, sir, I greatly appreciate all the welcome information. I'm sure me, my my fellow brothers, my fellow Moors, 
more at we 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 just hungry. Thank you for being oh, one of the sources. Thank you for thank you greatly for being one of the sources. Hey man, we I'm happy. we here like the way. I'm I'm happy to be able to to do this work. So we did it like the way, man, and you know continue to uplift people, you know who have fallen. That's really what it's about. So um, that's what's up, man. MakeMoreCommerce.com. I'm gonna play a clip for y'all when we before we get out of here, right? Because you know it kind of goes with what we're talking about, right? The difference between being called and being chosen, right? You, everybody, a lot of people are called, but few are chosen, man. So. I um, hope y'all enjoyed the show tonight. Appreciate y'all energy. Thank you for everybody that called in to show some love. Um, I'll take one more call. Seven one seven five one three. In line. Hey, peace, God. Peace, God. Hey, I'm, I'm coming in with the testimony. Oh, go ahead, drop your testimony real quick. All right. Um. Well, you know, we spoke the other day, but um, no, I got pulled over for uh, driving without a license. And, um, you know, so basically they sent the ticket. I called you. You told me to put the dismissal in. And I also asked um, uh, Shaka and Solar Child. Shout out to them, too. They told me to, uh, yeah, shout out to them. They told me write no contract on the, on the ticket in red ink. So, you know, I took both y'all advice. I did both. Wrote up my uh, motion to dismiss. I got a certified copy of the Constitution of 1873 uh, of Pennsylvania. Yep. Entered that in as yep, an yep. exhibit. Sent it back to them. They responded with a trial um, for April Fool's Day. <laughs> so, boom. <laughs> I, so, boom. Fast forward to April Fool's Day. I come in there. They like, um, who are you? I'm like, I'm just here. Concerning the case of Travis, and like, yeah, but who are you? Uh, like, who, who I am is not really important. I'm just here to serve the case. And I'm saying, so they did a little scrambling. They brought the judge out. I go in there. He starts the case with, um, we received your dismissal today, with, uh, along with the Constitution and your plea of no contract. That's not a real plea. And that's why we're here today. So before, you know, they start the, the trial, I say objection. I don't consent to any of this. And first of all, we haven't even completed discovery. So he says overruled. So I took exception. I said I take exception to that. He says exception noted. Please get all red and shit. <laughs> so they, they try to swear the cop in. I say, objection. What, what is he swearing to? I don't, I don't know what that is. Is that religious? That goes against my religion. So, okay. So All right. He looks at, at me for a second, and he says, overruled. I say, on what grounds? He, he mumbled something real quick. I was like, all right, well, well, I take exception to that, too. He's like, all right. So the cop starts talking again. Third time, objection. Why is he talking? He's not a witness. Tracy versus Pagliero. I'm saying I didn't enter it into the record, but I just brought it up at the trial. So the cop, I mean, uh, the judge, he looks at me. He stares at me for like a good 15 to 20 seconds. 
And then he says, overruled. So I said, on what grounds? <laughs> he said, I don't have to tell you what grounds. All right, all right. So, well, I took exception to that, too. <laughs> he puts his head down. The, the cop gets five more words out. He mumbles, case dismissed. Whole thing took like two minutes. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. See, see, that's kind of like what I'm talking. What I was talking about earlier tonight, man. You use the Constitution, which is a trust indenture, right, to back your shit up. Now, did you put an over office, an over office in there too? No. Only, only thing I really right. have done is the DBA. I kind of, I'm a bullshitter. I'm gonna keep it real. I should have had my injunction right. in, but I, I didn't. That's all right. You, you put the most powerful thing in there that you could. Which which was what they took off the uphold. Right. Yeah, I just understood the concepts enough. I listened to y'all enough, and like y'all said, you go to the civil rules and procedures of your state. They tell you what to do. Just follow the rules. Get the notar notar get everything notarized. The jurat, the unsworn oath. I mean, it works. Man, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, bro. And, and, and yeah, the thing thank is, you, man. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, you're welcome, bro. You're welcome. I'm glad I could help you with that. I'm, you know, I mean, I, I know that was pressing on you. So, and can you just tell people uh, real quick once again what the case was about so people know? Oh, driving without a license. When the cop driving initially pulled me over, it was, it was, he said it was for because my license was suspended. I, I got the car and everything in my name. I just never had a license. He was kind of acting funny when he pulled me over anyway. Like, are are you Travis? And I'm like, yeah, what do you want? And he said he pulled me over for a suspended license, but on the actual ticket, it was driving without a license. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, man, that you got rid of that, dog. Because, you know, young people, um, they, they, either, they either get put in jail for that <clears> shit, or they got to pay a huge-ass fine, and he just dismissed yours. Yeah, just like that. I don't fart, I don't went the word these people a couple times never really got everything dismissed. It was just straight dismissed. Yeah, man. That, they ain't talk over hard. me. They ain't tell me, uh, I'm a whole joint contempt. Stop talking. Let Look me talk. On the on the trial paper it said it was zero collateral from our parents. Yeah, buddy. I like that. That's what's up. Which which means that you didn't have to put no bond in. I, that's how I interpreted it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's what's up, man. I mean, you know, and if nothing else, other people now can, you know, they can hear your testimony and know that, hey, man, there's somebody else who, because you was having some problems with the case at first, right? No, nah, um, you know, they just sent me the ticket. I, I was stressing about it. Like, I kind of knew what to do. Okay. I really just get, got the consultation for um, reassurance. Mm-hmm. Man, I, yeah, it was a simple I, thing. I, I tell you what, though, bro, if nothing else, it's a, it's a, it's a good lesson for people to understand that all you got to do is follow the script, put the right shit in, right, and stand on your square. Literally, and if anybody and if anybody doubted it, I mean, you know, you a testimony to that. I mean, you know, I I I think that always helps with this information, right? Is that when you actually do this shit yourself, and then you go back and look at the shit, you be like, damn, I did that. 
man, I got I got a lot of confidence in what I can do. You know what I'm saying? And it actually that's how a lot of people get started in this shit. They gotta go fight their own shit and then they win and you know, so I, I commend you, brother. Man, thank you. We commend you. Yeah, man. Absolutely. We about out of time, it's gonna cut us off. So I just wanna um okay. I wanna thank you for coming in and give and giving your testimony. And um I felt like it was my responsibility, man. Like you helped yeah, me. I appreciate that. Like people need to know this. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate that, bro. Big ups to you for calling in. Because I, I, I had said something earlier in the beginning of the show. I didn't know if you was going to remember to call in or not. So I appreciate you calling in. Definitely. Hey, God. Peace, peace, God. All right, peace, God. All right, that's what's up, man. I, I appreciate him calling in, man. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, so I'm going to drop this clip, and we're going to get up out of here. Makeborncommerce.com if you need to set up a consultation or holler at me. Don't forget the private membership. We got a webinar coming up on the 22nd, court procedures, all right? Uh, and starting in June, we're going to be doing our trust classes, all right? All right, I'm up out of here. Peace. Abram in Chesterton, Indiana writes, and Dear Pastor John, in the parable of the wedding feast found in Matthew 22, Jesus says, many are called, but few are chosen. However, in Romans 8, 28-30, it seems that the people who are called are part of an unbreakable chain that ultimately leads to glorification. So are the called in Matthew the same called in Romans, and what is the difference between being called and being chosen? It's remarkable to me that Abram would ask this question now, because the book that I just finished writing a few weeks ago uh, on on reading the Bible supernaturally and reading it naturally and how those fit together has a section in it on precisely these two texts and their differences. <laughs> so, so this was easy for me to think about because it was so front burner. And the reason I had taken it up is exactly the reason that Abraham took it up, namely that uh, Matthew 22:14 and Romans 8:30 do not apparently use the word "call" in the same way, and if they do, they contradict each other. So that's why he's concerned about this. And so I took it up as an illustration of how, when you want to know the meaning of a word in the Bible, you must not assume that the use of that word by other authors besides the one you're studying will be the same as the place where you're reading. In fact, I would stress, even the same author can use the same word in two very different ways. Now, we, we all know this in English, be, and I quoted this in the book, that's why it's on my, on my mind right now, in, in the Oxford English Dictionary, the word set, S-E-T, has listed, I mean examples, of 464 definitions. <laughs> that just makes me wild with happiness about the English language. And, and the word run, R-U-N, has 396 listed definitions. Now, if you need any evidence that words are flexible, that's it. And it's true in the Bible as well, which means that good old Mortimer Adler, 
in his book, How to Read a Book, is absolutely right to have a whole section called Coming to Terms. And what he means is when you see a word, you don't know yet what that word means just because you're familiar with the word. You don't know what set means or run means until you see it or the word rock, like rock a chair or rock music. The word, the words have to have a context. And as soon as you have discerned from the immediate context how it's being used, then you have come to terms and a word becomes a term with a definitive meaning in the context. So now, now to Matthew and Romans. Romans 8.30 says, those whom he predestined, he called. And called is the word that, that Abraham is concerned about. He called. And those whom he called, he justified. And those whom he justified, he glorified. So clearly, Abram's right. Paul means that all the called are justified. And all the justified, and therefore all the called, are glorified. Which means, if you are called, you're going to be saved forever. Forever, you will not lose your salvation. God won't let it happen. You are his called. But when you go to Matthew chapter 22, there's a parable. It's a parable of the wedding feast. Uh, a king uh, is giving this feast and he uh, wants lots and lots of people to come. So he sends out uh, invitations and those who are invited won't come. Unbelievable. It's just a parable of how horrible we are in turning down the wooings of God in this world. And so he says to his servants, uh, go out and call. It's translated invite, uh, but it's the word call that he's going to refer to in the end. Go call everybody you can find. Beat the bushes and bring them in. And then his house is full of people, except there are a few in there, at least one, who has the wrong clothing on with no wedding garment, which probably signifies a lack of respect for the king and, and a, a lack of being changed by the grace that was expended to, extended to him in this, in this invitation. And the parable ends like this. In that place where this person is thrown, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Now clearly... The called there are not always saved. The chosen are saved, but many are called who may not be chosen. Many are called, few are chosen. And so what's clear is that in Matthew's terminology, the called is simply the general appeal to the world to come to the banquet. But those who come in response to this general call may not have been, now I'm going to use Paul's term, called in what theologians call the effectual way. And we know Paul thinks this way too. Paul knows about this. This is not, they're not theologically different here. In 1 Corinthians one twenty three, Paul says, we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and folly to the Gentiles. So in other words, Christ crucified has been heralded to all the Jews and all the Gentiles, and they have been invited to come. They have been called in a general way. And then he says, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So there's a general call that goes out to everyone, come, 
If you believe, you'll be saved. And there's a call like the call that Jesus issued to Lazarus as he was standing before his grave when he said, Lazarus, come forth. And the dead man was given life by the call. And that's the way Paul uses call in Romans 8.30. That second usage is the call creates the obedience. The call creates the life. And therefore, all the called will be glorified. So the lesson, the lesson of how to read the Bible is different authors sometimes use the same words in different ways, and we need to base our interpretation on the immediate context, not just the fact that they use the same word. So good and valuable. Well, thank you, Pastor John. And uh, in April, we talked about the next book Pastor John is writing. We talked about it in episode number 837, a sneak peek of John's next book. Well, we're going to break for the weekend now. Uh, what a week it's been talking about cremation, uh, how to design and pull off a simple and inexpensive wedding. And we talked about the best commentaries in the book of Romans. There was something for everyone. You can catch up on the week's episode, search our archive of hundreds.